Fix it. I gotta fix this. I gotta fix it. Fix it. I gotta fix it. We don't have to. It doesn't have to be on a hundred percent. We could have a bad one. <laughs> Do we get one bad episode? <laughs> yes. Okay, gets a we, bad, uh, we get one bad one. <laughs> but I mean, we should save it for like an actual bad one. We should like start out <laughs> saying this is our bad one. <laughs> Welcome to the bad episode of Animorphin Time. This one's bad. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. You have no idea how true that is. What? This is going to be the bad episode. <laughs> I mean, definitely the worst book. It's There's nothing here. It's like Jake. There's nothing inside it. It's like a red air. <laughs> it just <laughs> passed right through me. It yes, slid right through your bowels. It is the bean. Equi- well, I was about to say it's the bean equivalent of a book, but beans stick with you. They're they're nourishing. They're, yeah, they're nur- There's 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 use for beans. They can be delicious. This is, I don't know, flour. Flour is also useful. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but you don't just eat a handful it, of. You flour. know what it is? It's celery. It just. It cleans you, gets you ready for the next good book. <laughs> You're like, yeah, because you don't want your expectations right. to be that high. You don't want to be like 100% all the time enjoying the hell out of it because then you get burnt out. Right. And then sometimes you can take celery and make it into something wonderful. Yeah. Not sure this well, celery that is Jake will ever be anything wonderful, but... It definitely will clean out your bowels. It, yeah. <laughs> it'll, this, it'll smooth out your system. It, this Reading this book was like my brain taking a shit. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> They can't tell you their names. They can't tell you where they live. But in the mid to late 90s, these five teenagers can turn into animals to fight an invading army of evil brain slugs. Five dumb teens are the only thing standing in the way of complete annihilation. This is Anamorphic Time with Nate and Tyler. Get your hand off my girlfriend, you yerk-brained bastard! (laughs) This is for Daddy. Uh, Make it like half the bottle. Catherine Alice Applegate wouldn't want this. She doesn't want this. (laughs) And like they're they're like no stop shooting at children. Oh man, being twelve was weird. Push it out of your body. Book twelve. What book is this? This is number eleven. The Forgotten. We're coming off hot from the android. Yeah, that that it was a good book. PTSD trauma of war to a time travel whoopsie (laughs) where nothing where nothing matters. Uh, you know what? Like, I wouldn't call this a time travel book, which is this should like really prep you for what we're about to get into. There's time travel in this book, but you could remove it, and it would be the, mm-hmm. the it would be fine. Yeah, <laughs> it would be. Yeah. Enough, it, was, it was. You could remove huge chunks of this book and still be in the same spot. This, it did not lean enough into time cop. No, when it should have, and the, it was all there. They laid out the time cop. They. This they were had, ready to time cop. This they had the runway set for time copping. Yeah. And what did we get? We didn't even get a time crimes. We have time travel. Mm-hmm. We have the cop in Jake because Jake's a cop. Oh yeah, for sure. If but, anyone's a cop, it's Jake. But like you know, our, our time traveling smooth boy just didn't do anything cool with it. He's just like, oh, I went into the past, huh? Yeah. It's, uh, I guess none of this matters, huh? Okay. Yeah. So this is anamorphing time. With Nate and Tyler. That's yes. Nate. I'm Tyler. Like we were saying, this is book number 11, The Forgotten. We got our smooth, stupid, sucky boy Jake on the cover. Yep. Turning into a jaguar. A jaguar that also looks kind of smooth and sucky. Yeah, they both have <laughs> dead expressions on their face. Like, an animal I can forgive, but this model playing Jake on the book, 
I don't know There's how they there. made a what I assume is a kind of a dumb animal. I, I appreciate jaguars, and I'm sure I'll learn more about them soon. Oh, they are not dumb. <laughs> but they made this animal look dumb. He looks like there's just nothing there. Yeah, like it's, it's this jaguar looks like a few. No, he just looks dumb. It's fine. I was gonna say something offensive. Decided to change my mind. I'm growing. So <laughs> to pair with this book, yes. You've con- created, you've concocted a special cocktail. Yeah, and tell so, us about it. Well, since I've made this cocktail and definitely like didn't just look up a thing on the internet. Oh my god, you made the fucking simple syrup. You fucking made this cocktail. So what if you got a fucking recipe? Well, I want to name it. Okay, name it. Um, should, should I have something prepared? <laughs> you should have prepared. <laughs> I should have prepared. I had this set up already to go, but I didn't actually get the one. <laughs> let's name it right here. All right, yeah, let's just name this fucker. It's. Um, what's the, what's the name of the the time travel gimmick? In this, yeah, Serio's Rip. So we'll call this Serio's Rhubarb because <laughs> it's a rhubarb based drink. Serio's <laughs> Drip. So yeah, Serio's Drip. <laughs> I like Serio's Drip. It is like I'm just gonna go through the recipe, make it at home. Let me. It eat. is um, half cup honey, mm-hmm. a whole cup of rhubarb, Ooh. and uh, half cup water. You boil it down. You put it through a sieve, and you mm-hmm. mix that bad boy up with some boozy and some lemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the booze of your choice. We used whiskey. Yeah, some bourbon. And uh, there you have it. Let's get this cereal's ripple down our throats. Here we go. Oh. Mm. It's not bad. It's good. Yeah. That rhubarb is nice. Cold drink for a cold book. Yep. <laughs> Cereal- this, is a, this is a real cold book. This cereal's drip is for you. So it's called The Forgotten. This book will also be forgotten. Yeah. And the tagline is, nothing is what it seems. I think this will be our forgotten episode. Uh, this, <laughs> listeners, this, Brace is, the, yourselves this for is the a, worst book. For real a stinker. We do our best here at Animorph and Time HQ to delve into these books for the deeper themes. Yeah. Often we're reaching, struggling, but I think we do a pretty good job. I think we, like, tr- we try to be fair. The blueprints of depth are there in most of these books for children to figure out. Yeah. Because, I mean... We like to bring the themes into our own lives and our own way of processing them mm-hmm. and really digest the material. Yeah. But again, like celery, this is, just, this is there's nothing this to is, digest. Yeah. This, there's this, no calories in it, this book. It just... <laughs> it's a diet book. <laughs> it. I read it in like an hour and I thought... This this is it. That, you can't, you that's can't even it. make a nice beverage out of this book. There's nothing to it. No, I mean honestly, we should save the name Serio's Drip for something else. <laughs> but no, it's pretty good. I mean, is Serio's Rift gonna come back? Uh, I guess we'll find you, out. You, 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 yeah, Serio's Rip is gonna. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like if you open up the time travel box, there's no closing it. <laughs> there's yeah, that's it's open so. for good. So this is the book that opened, The Forgotten. Um, let's just let's dive in here. It, and you know, I think there are some things to talk about. There oh yeah, are, for sure. There are things to discuss. But Token, none of it, tokenism, racism. None uh, of them are good. <laughs> uh, yeah, not not good stuff there. Uh, so it opens with Jake square dancing with his cousin because that's well. It starts with the time. It does. The, so one twenty-two p.m. One twenty-two p.m. I noted all the times. They actually made a mistake in the books. So I don't know if you caught that. Uh, I didn't because. I didn't really think much of the time stamp until the time travel, but then I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, on all my chapter notes, I have written the time down for easy tracking. I, I'm i the police of this podcast. I Time police. I'm the time cop. 
You I'm are, the John Claude Van Damme. You just want to be John Claude Van Damme. Well, who doesn't? You're if you're that, then you're the Jake in this book. I'm going to go up Reaver. I'm going to kill M. Bison. I'm gonna get on my boat, and I'm going up river, and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is gonna feel it. What's the tagline from like what does he do in Time Cup? What's his signature he, phrase? He does the splits in the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. Like, he's in his underwear, so you can see his whole balls in package. And he, like, jumps up, does the splits on the counter when people start shooting at him. And it's like, oh, that's the that's the move. Are they good balls? I mean, yeah. He's the muscles from Brussels for a reason. <laughs> I mean, would you say that good balls are, like, completely spherical, like a planet? Or they're, like, oval, like an egg? No, I don't think shape so much is really? the defining trait. I think how they complement penis mm. is what defines a good ball. Because if you've got an excellent-looking shaft and head and penis, all but, but of it... But two, like, perfectly spherical balls. Yeah, just two completely <laughs> round balls. It's not good. Uh, I, that, I, that that tells me the shape is important. The shape is important. The genitals. <laughs> right? Yeah, because, like, you know, if they're just perfectly smooth and round, you're like, you'll be upset if you it's, see those balls. All I'm saying is that our genitals should be complementary of each other. They should... They should look exactly the same. No, yeah. they should be sisters, not twins. <laughs> That's how I would describe good-looking genitals. My name is Jake. <laughs> I can't tell you my last name <laughs> or where I'm from. Do it in the Jake voice. What is the Jake voice? Oh, well, let me I, regale I forget. you. <laughs> we gave him a voice? Yeah, here it is. My name is Jake. I can't tell you my last name or where I'm from. That would just help the Yerks. They love to find me and my friends. They love to know who we are, even what we are. Knowing my last name is important for you. What you need to know is everything I'll tell you here is true. It's real. It's actually happening right now. So You're dumb. Uh, chapter one is the same fucking thing we read every goddamn week. Yeah, she week. probably copies and pastes it. Um, well, we get to square dancing in this chapter. Yeah. Which, how do you feel about square dancing? Um, it's fine. It's a good like kid activity, isn't it? And you know, some adults like it. Like, I I used to be down on country dancing, line dancing, like the organized dancing it's for a while. Hard. Yeah, I, I it, went. It seems fine. Like, yeah, I went to a country bar with a few friends a couple of times to try and learn, and that shit's hard. Like, is it hard to memorize or hard to perform? I don't know which song I'm supposed to do what dance with all these fucking. Can you promenade? I could try. Jake can promenade. Jake <laughs> Apparently, can... promenade with his cousin. I guess that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. And he describes himself as a big honking goober <laughs> walking around in a circle. Oh, uh, we got to do the whole thing. Oh, okay, let's please. So now promenade left. Bow to your, your partner, partner do The stereo drill instructor yelled. I promenaded, which consists of walking like a big honking goober around in a circle. Then I bowed. A strange jerky sort of movement. And finally, my least favorite thing, I did a dosi do, or as the shrieking, yammering voice on the CD said, dosi do. And then Rachel <laughs> makes fun of him. <laughs> He's. Because he's a big honking goober. He's a big honking goober. The, the thing that I wish I knew around Jake's age is if you are in a big honking goober situation, 
uh, just own it, just lean real deep yeah, into you, it. Yeah, that's the you only know, that's the only thing you can do. If you are a square dancing, like put on the whole like later housing, like you know, and just like lean heavy into it. Yeah, it's it's something I struggle with as an adult. I need to lean heavier into big honking goober situations. Right, and if there's any young people listening who consider themselves big honking goobers, hey, stop listening. This is not a podcast. <laughs> yeah, this isn't helping. Definitely <laughs> shower, uh, clean your room. <laughs> just no, I'm just saying. Like we we talk about adult themes. No, I mean like children. If there's like a 17 year old, this is appropriate for them. Yeah, just don't tell your parents. So, so Jake dosy does. Yeah. And Cassie shows up and he gets all self like conscious because the girl he likes is watching him dance, which. Relatable. Relatable. However, you'd think a girl would be like, oh, my boyfriend likes to dance. Maybe he'd want to dance with me. I kind of like the side of him. Okay. Or ma- teenage dude would not be thinking that though. No. Teenage dude would be like, he's not thinking about. How to impress girls? He's thinking about how the dudes will react to him dancing. Yes, right. Yes, that's the thing. Is that like men of boys of that age, like they they're they're thinking about their peers. They're not. They definitely do want to hook up with you know some some ladies, mm-hmm. but they don't put themselves in what they would like. What the their potential no. girlfriend would like, right? They want. They think, they think about like what their their the bros are thinking. Like, how do I look cool? How do I look strong? Right. Like they what they think is that. Oh, my friends, the way they, they look at me, that's how women look at me. Mm-hmm. And so I better do things that will impress my friends because then they'll impress right. girls. And like that's not how that works. No, <laughs> that's just the reinforcement of emotional stoicism and toxic masculinity. That's all this bullshit is. Yeah. I wish we undid that sooner. Like I wish it was easier it's, for dudes in our culture to come forward and say, hey, I have feelings and maybe sometimes I just like to be touched in I mean, a non-gay way. Yeah. Different now than when we were kids, right? Like, yeah, for sure. It's, it seems like it's gotten better. I don't know. I don't I, hang around in high school. Yeah, I, I would hope it got better because, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been, it was better for us than it was for people in like the you know what 1950s or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's moving upwards. Move on up. That's all we know. That's anyways. Song. Cassie's we, we, watching. They're yeah. laughing. Cassie's laughing. Cassie says Tobias really wants to talk to us. It's important. And then Jake's like, oh no, if Tobias has something to say, it's probably going to be a pretty big deal. And then, flash. I fell down through the green, green trees. A branch. I snatched at it with my hand and swung in release. Then flew through the air and caught another branch. I wrapped my tail around the branch and turned to look back. Monkeys were swinging towards me through the high tree tops of the jungle. I was giddy. It was a rush. It was Flash! And it's like, okay, all right, the story's starting. What the fuck was that? No, you know what? When I saw that flash, what I thought of? What? Megamorphs. Oh, no. Because that happened all the goddamn time in Megamorphs. It did happen a lot in Megamorphs. <laughs> that, that's, that's Kathy Apple's shorthand for, like, flashback. I, yeah, is that she says flash? She writes out flash in capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> Which... I mean, it's kind of great in its own way. <laughs> it's I think of the Garth Marenghi quote, subtext is for cowards. <laughs> I'm, you, I'm here for it. I, w- mm-hmm. I was on board for the flashes. No, I will. Here's the thing about this is the one part of this book that I probably enjoyed narratively. It gets it going. It gets moving. Yeah. The flash, it's like, oh, this is something new that, I mean, we've kind of seen before, but... We're it not going to set this up for a couple pages. We're not going right. to talk. We're not going to spend three chapters talking about right various types of whale oil. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to like. Oh, I'm going to sneak into this as a dog or a cat. 
It's just like, no, Flash! Flash. Flash, you're a monkey. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm a monkey. It's like, oh, okay, we're we're moving, we're moving. Yeah, you know what, like, this book has turned into, like, the equivalent of, like, a CSI, mm-hmm. where it's just like, no, we know that the readership does not have the patience for the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta keep on moving. Flash, yeah, monkey. Move. Flash! Oh, no, oh, ooh, I feel woozy, Cassie. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go meet up with Tobias. Yeah, it's, Jake says he's daydreaming. Doesn't mention the flashes, despite everything that's happened in the previous ten books. Yeah, he do- doesn't mention it. Well, he doesn't want to sound crazy to Cassie. He doesn't oh want to seem God. like a goober. Cassie was the one who was having the strange dreams. Who's like, hey, I might be crazy. Can we talk about my dreams? Yeah, but Jake's a big dummy, and he's not going to be thinking about her <laughs> and what she's gone through. He's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Just so fucking stupid. Oh, we're going to prove more of his stupidity later. Oh, it's so fucking stupid. So, so they meet up with Tobias. Yeah, they meet up 3.08 p.m. You know what? You know why that narrative device hooked me with the clocks? Why? I immediately thought of the old Ninja Turtles game where it's like, the Big Apple, 3 a.m. Big Apple, 3 a.m. I fucking love that. Yeah, I mean. Bury my shell at Wounded Knee. (laughs) (laughs) Just. I mean, yeah, but the Big Apple was the only one that had the timestamp. Well, yeah, it was Turtles in Time. It's fine. This is Turtles in Time. This is not as good as Turtles in Time. No, it's not. The plot was deeper in Turtles in Time. Yeah, because there were They fought turtles. a robot turtle. <laughs> and also that prehistoric turtle. I forgot his name. And Baxter Stockman. Metalhead. Yeah. That was the robot turtle. Toga! Reza! The, the babies! babies. <laughs> this is just turning into Ninja Turtle quotes. The podcast is We're going to put the secret medicine in the donut. <laughs> <laughs> Toss it into their mouth. Focus your mind. It's time for sensitive boy talk. Okay. Tobias runs into Marco and Jake as they're walking home, mm-hmm. and he's like, can you fuckers please morph? We need to hurry. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh, shit's actually... Yeah, like, okay. they, They've never done that, even no. when things were actually super important. Right, no, that's always like, let's go to the barn right now. Yeah. But Tobias is like, no, you got to turn into birds. You have to move now. Yeah, this is it, this needs to happen right this second. And they even say that Tobias's voice sounded worried, excited, and nervous. It's like, oh... Maybe there's momentum to this story. Hmm. I mean, there is momentum to this. At there this is. point, there's a lot of momentum. I was I was in it. So they, they run <laughs> over to Marco's house to change because yep. uh, they can't just leave their clothes hanging right. out in the middle of nowhere. They, they want to keep their pants and stuff. So they like go over to Marco's. They change into their morphine outfit. Yeah, they turn uh, into birds. They turn into their bird form. And they fly to Safeway. <laughs> well, <laughs> before we fly to Safeway, <laughs> they talk about... Marco's room and how it's like gross, and they turn into birds. And there's some good like morphine scenes in there. Like I still, I'm not tired of the morphine scenes yet. I feel like maybe after 44 books of this, I will (laughs) be done. But (laughs) 11 books in, I'm still well. Okay, 12 books. 12 books. Megamorphs. We have to count (laughs) megamorphs. God damn it! Every time. Um. So yeah, 12 books into it, I'm still not tired. So uh, he started to say more, but when his human tongue shriveled down to become a tiny bird tongue, so all he said was. Whatever that meant. <laughs> I mean, that's a good bit. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, your, your floor is disgusting, which, I mean, my floor was disgusting as a kid. It's, yeah, I mean, so was mine. Yeah, we everyone. were poor and we weren't taught how to keep home. It's fine. <laughs> I think just every kid's that way, though. That's not just a, that's not a poor mm, thing. That's definitely a class thing. <laughs> you think? Oh, yeah. I've caught shit for it before. Really? Uh-huh. Mm. It's fine. Look, class warfare. You want, yeah. It's classless to call me dirty. <laughs> If parents were responsible enough just to hire maids, this yeah. wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> I need a maid right now. <laughs> My kids won't clean anything. But yeah, if they think it's sexist not to hire a maid. <laughs> Ugh, fucking stupid. So they continue to change into birds, and then they fly for a Safeway. 
which in your book it was Safeway, right? Yeah, it, it was definitely Safeway. Okay, good. And I was like, I know that store. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I go to Safeway to shop. <laughs> Well, I, I was expecting it to be like some weird like East Coast store, like a Heb or a... No, this takes place on the West Coast, I'm certain. Like a stop and go. Yeah, this this feels California. It's it really definitely, does. It's California. It's got to be. Yeah, it has to be California. So you get to the Safeway. <laughs> They're all in bird form. Yeah. They're like, nice of you to join us, gentlemen. I'm trying to make this interesting because their banner's not great. Yeah, so they meet at the Safeway, and they, they talk to Tobias, like, what what's going on? Yeah, they're like, look at the this Safeway. This was important. And, like, and they see these, like, trail, like, some burnt tracks into the ground. So skid marks. Some skid marks heading into the Safeway. Yeah. They see a giant plastic wall cover, and then they see Chapman yeah. directing traffic, construction workers. And they're like, why is Chapman, a school vice principal, directing construction workers? At a safe way. At a safe way. <laughs> so <laughs> this is kind of where I got my suspicions that this might not be a good book. <laughs> right. Because and... uh, I was excited that we're at a safe way because I know a safe way. Right. They, they look around and think, oh, okay, so probably a spaceship crashed into this and they're trying to clean it up. Yeah, that's we the should, way it looks. We should go get this. Yeah, well, we should go figure out more of what's going on. Yeah. And this is where Jake has like one of his many... like leadership trauma moment so at, at first he's just like well gosh i, I don't know what, what what should we do everyone kind of looks at me as like the leader of this group and i i just i i have a hard time making decisions mm-hmm. i don't know why they call me the leader which i'm like yes yes i don't know why they do this <laughs> yeah i don't know everybody's made better plans than you jake every person so he's like uh uh let's let's take a closer look yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so everyone's like yeah sure okay yeah all right yeah we'll We'll, we'll do this. So, But, like, th- this is kind of the, the big thrust of this book. The moral of the story, I think, is, like, Jake coming to terms as being a leader. And buckling every single time. And just fucking it up every time. Not and only making bad decisions, but also, like, causing undue stress on his decisions. Yeah, so right when they're telling him, hey, Jake, what are we going to do? Uh, Marco says, so what do we do, oh, fearless leader? Rachel says, yeah, what's the plan? That's when he has another flash Yeah, where... He's looking up and sees the muzzle and fangs of an extremely big cat. Mountain lion? Leopard? In a second, it would lunge, open its jaws wide, and flash. And he yells, whoa. And he doesn't tell them he's having visions. He He's just like... It's like passing out for like a minute, and everyone's like... Hey, hey, Jake, are you yeah. okay? Like, everyone yeah. knows They're like, he's going through a moment. They're like, Jake, what's up? And he goes... I was totally confused. My mind wouldn't focus on reality. It was still in some jungle I'd never seen, staring into the eyes of a beautiful, deadly predator. What was happening to me? Was I going crazy? Um, um, I, I guess we better take a closer look, I managed to say. But, like, <laughs> there's something here. Jake is... We're learning about Jake's character. This is one thing that we're getting out of this book. Oh, yeah. We're going to learn about Jake's character. Jake, well, we've already kind of discussed this, but I think the book kind of is now explicitly stating that Jake is the type of person to hide a zombie bite yes. in a zombie hall. He's uh-huh. the type of person to make the cowardly choice right. to like protect everyone. Right. Right. Like that's the thing is that he doesn't want to cause undue stress on anyone. Therefore, he's going to tell nobody about the problems that are happening with him and the situation, which makes him the worst pick as a leader. Right. And they're talking about what to do at this place. And Jake says, Whatever this is, they're trying to clean it up fast. We have no time. Better do this tonight. 
And they're like, oh, oh, we're that, gonna that's, that's we're, fast. we're gonna rush and do this. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, good. Marco said sarcastically. Another rushed, unplanned, last-minute mission. Those always turn out so well. Marco, I thought, you don't know the half of it because in addition to all the other ways this could go bad, your quote fearless leader is losing his mind. Of course, I didn't say that. See, when you're the leader, you're not allowed to be crazy. Right, which makes him the worst fucking choice as a leader. Right. It's someone with undiagnosed craziness in charge should, if he was a good leader, say, hey, maybe I'm not up for it this time. Yeah, and he even has an easy out in that they're all anamorphs and they've done crazy shit. Yeah. And maybe going through a crazy moment, like you can say, like, hey, I'm going to step back. It's something he encourages everyone else to do. And he could also tell them, hey, I'm having visions. Yeah. Why don't we... These visions are some something's happening. I'm having visions. Yeah, I'm I'm going away for a minute. Like you've seen me do this. Yeah. <laughs> they're you... they're already suspicious of this. Right. And not only that, like he should trust his friends. Yeah. So like say like, hey, I'm having a moment. But he's he's stuck in the bro mentality. Right. Yes. Th- that's what this is. This yeah. is the bro mentality of I can't show weakness ever. Yeah, I can't express weakness. I'm the leader. All these people have these expectations. They, of me. they look I have to be strong. They look up to me for leadership, right? <laughs> Which I'm like, no, because like he's buying into the ego of leadership, mm-hmm. right? Like he he's, is. He's buying sure. into the me being leader means I'm the best. Yeah, Which, I. That's earned, not what that is. I earned this. I'm the best. Duh. <laughs> these <laughs> visions mean nothing. I am strong. That's. Uh, uh, meritocracy, fuck that shit. And it's just gonna get worse as this book goes on. He's just gonna double it, down every it, time. It's see, there's a kernel of interesting story here, and we'll get into it as the story goes of what they could have done, but they just don't. It's, it would take some self awareness on Jake's end to come to that plot point. Yeah, and some better story crafting from a certain Kathy Apples. But you know what? It's a kid's book. I'm gonna forgive it just a little bit. Either way, they go and they grab axe. They tell him they're hey, like, "Hey, we need. We're gonna take a closer look. We need an alien to look at alien technology." Yeah, and he's like, "Hell yeah, I'll do it. Whatever." So <laughs> he's d- always like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, yes, so- Prince Jake. Oh well, yeah, I mean, he he loves his prince, right? And Tobias gets a little salty because he's like, "If we're doing it at night, I'm gonna be totally useless, but I'm gonna go anyway, just to help and look yeah. out." And and he does help. Yeah, he yeah he really does. <laughs> Tobias is our boy. He saves us all. So their plan, I guess, is to fly to an abandoned building next to the Safeway. Across the street from the Safeway. Across the street, turn into flies, and fly into the Safeway. Yeah. Which, yeah, fine, whatever. Sure. Like, it's good as any other, like, stealth stealth morph. That's what they do. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, they they could have been cockroaches. Well, they couldn't because of the uh, traffic. That's why they didn't pick cockroaches. Do it by the Safeway. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do it it's, on the same side of the street. It's whatever. Find what? a, find a ditch. Whatever. Turn into a cockroach. They turn into flies so they could fly across traffic and have a suspenseful scene that's not suspenseful. <laughs> it mm. it is like stupid though. <laughs> that is hilarious. It is stupid because they're flies and they're they're sitting there as flies. Like, all right, let's uh. Let's cross the street. No, the weather looks... Well, actually, no, wait. Before before this, we need to cut back. Let's do it. Flashback. Flashback. That's what we'll call it. Right. So they make this plan to turn to flies. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't actually done it yet. Um, but they're like, okay, uh, we'll do it late at night, at midnight, so that way we can sneak in under the cover of darkness. Mm-hmm. So Jake goes home, and he's like, 
uh, yeah, Dad, I'm going to be uh, gone later tonight. Yeah, I'm going to go hang out with Marco. Oh, you're going to do that after the big fight? Yeah, Jake? the big fight is happening. So, so Jake and his dad are going to be sitting down watching the big fight with his, uh, like, Jake's dad's best friend. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dominic and uh, Pete and Dominic. Pete and Dominic are also going to be there um, watching the big fight. It's going to be and some... Bonding time with uh, Jake and Tom and, yeah, and the dad gang and, and the, the, and the, and the yeah. fellas. They get the fellas together. Yeah, it's going to pour out. And like, you know what? Moms, not invited. Mom, they'd, <laughs> they say no women allowed. Like, yeah. They explicitly say no women allowed. Not until seven. <laughs> <laughs> you can't come into the living room, wife, until seven <laughs> yeah. o'clock. It's like, this is a no wife zone after that? So, fuck off. And but 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 uh, but husband, uh, <laughs> this is the only TV in the room. What I'm gonna do for like two hours? You're gonna sit in the kitchen, bitch. <laughs> I've made you this nice chip and dip. You, Actually, no, I made you vegetables. Yeah. The joke is, mom wants to serve vegetables, and the the boys, the fellas, want yeah. chips. Uh, we don't eat vegetables here. Jake might too to appease you, but I'm not eating. <laughs> no, vegetables. I ain't eating that fucking shit. Listen, if you eat a vegetable, it's gonna turn you to fucking pussy. That's there's a lot of toxic masculinity. Like, in listen, shit. if anyone, any listeners out here, if they, if you eat a vegetable, you're gonna turn into a beautiful woman, and I will want to have sex with you. Yeah, if you even look at any crudite, you're gonna fucking turn into a hot bimbo, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna fuck you. Yeah, like might as well put on a dress, put on some makeup. I'll take you out to a nice date. I'll, we'll have a nice, delightful conversation. Yeah, like, I'll respect you. I'll respect your boundaries. It'll be a deep conversation, but not too deep. Like it'll be a, a pleasant time. Yeah, it'll be a deeper conversation than you're used to. You'll know that we're kind of serious. Yeah, but I'm not prodding though. I'm not like looking no. for for juicy gossip. It's more of like I want to understand you more as a person. Yeah, and you'll feel completely safe and heard. Right. And. That's a new feeling for you. You're not used to that. And then I'm, you know, gonna invite you back to my place for like a, a, a drink, and you can totally say no. If you yeah, want. and just... and you normally would say no, but there's just something so disarming and charming about someone who makes you feel heard, who makes you feel valued, who, even though you just met, you feel like cared for and loved. Right. And at the end of the night, I'm gonna ask, like, hey, do you mind if I kiss you? And you'll be taken aback by the amount of, of transparency and honesty with that statement that you'll let me do that. Yeah, you'll, your cheeks will turn this delightful rose color, and you'll feel the warmth, and you'll see this little smile on his face. And I'm going to take you back and fuck you like a bitch! <laughs> I'm going to bend you over my fucking couch and fuck you in the living room! You're going to be so railed? Ooh! Hammer down! If you eat a vegetable... <laughs> You eat a vegetable. If you even look at a salad, <laughs> if you if you even think about eating lettuce, I will make you feel loved and respected, and I'll fuck you raw. <laughs> I'll fucking suck on your. I'll fucking suck your below area good. I'll fucking take it all in my goddamn mouth. I'll just blow your brown hole out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care. You fucking put that vegetable shit in your body, I'm going to bring it out with my fucking dick. You're going to look beautiful. <laughs> so that's their plan. Yeah. <laughs> watch, watch boxing. And <laughs> so they're watching the big game with dad and his friends. Dad and his friends. There was one little telling part. 
of Jake of Jake's beliefs here that I think speaks a little too true about him as a person. Listen to this. Mm. I raced through my homework and hoped the fight would be the usual two or three round easy knockout. The one good thing about rushing was that it didn't leave me t- too much time to think. Thinking meant worry, and worry gets in the way of getting things done. <laughs> but like that's that's actually good insight. It's I think. <laughs> good insight, but he's always worrying. Yeah, well, it, that's why he like it's the push it down thing, right? Yeah. Like if we're if we're going down the route of Jake is like you know the most stereotypical toxic masculinity boy, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, don't think. Like whatever you can do to avoid thinking and worrying about something, just yeah, put, push it way down. Don't think. Don't care. Don't. Blink. Just, yeah, if you have an emotion, like get it out of you physically somehow. Yeah, uh, and I think like that's not bad. That's a good take. That's that's probably the best take of Jake in this entire book. So they're watching their game, and Jake can see Tom, his brother, also checking his watch because you know Tom's York brain son of a bitch. Yeah, he, he's a controller, and I guess he's also working at the Safeway. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, I know why you're gonna why you're looking at the clock, Tom. You gotta go to you got a hot date at the Safeway. Yeah, hot date with a uh, uh, a bug ship. And Which, uh, the more I read this book, because it's very bug ship related. This it book, is, yeah. I, this is a very bug ship forward book. The more I think, like, should have named bug ship something else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, maybe, like, we have so many, like, sci-fi names, but bug ship. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, that's the official name of it. That's it. The, the, bug- Yerks, the Yerks call them bug ships. Bug ships, blade ships, dome ships. <laughs> So, so they're watching the game. They're watching the big fight. He hopes it's like, all right, three rounds, I can make it on time. It doesn't go so well. It they, goes to like nine rounds yeah, or something. With then one one minority punches another minority. <laughs> Causes concussions and yep. like life sustaining damage. Yep. CTE yep. forever. Uh, we really need to fix this world. <laughs> we really need to fix this world. Uh Tyler, we're gonna be killing people for sports here in a second. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that was later tonight. <laughs> The big game. <laughs> the big game. <laughs> We're hunting the world's deadliest game. Listen, Tyler, if you don't like bash heads, like if you don't like mm-hmm. fucking take a punch like a man mm-hmm. for money, mm-hmm. for your career, that will cause like brain damage, you're fucking, I'm going to take you out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. If I don't let another man punch me while trying to earn the purse, I'm a fucking pussy. That's right. Tyler... If you have, I want to win the prettiest belt. That's boxing. Yeah, <laughs> you play for a belt and yeah. a purse. You get a belt and a purse. Yeah, this the the money's the purse, and you yeah. you hold the big belt. Yeah, it's a big belt. You shouldn't wear it. <laughs> it's too big. <laughs> I have this nice Ann Taylor suit with my giant belt. <laughs> oh, that would, okay. that's a great look. Yeah, we uh, unironically should get giant belts. <laughs> Like giant yep. boxing belts, big belts, and just go to a fancy restaurant as belt boys <laughs> in our Thailand suits with big belts. So, uh, sir, we have just won the purse, and I would like to buy a steak dinner. Yes, I'd like a fancy dinner. As you can see, we're both world champions. Can you not tell by my belt that I'm a world champion? Look how big it is. Look how much shiny it is. You keep treating me like shit. And I'm gonna take you on a date. <laughs> It's so like, but this this whole scene has no stakes. There's no stakes because he he shows up late to the meetup, and everyone at at like you know the whole the whole gang of animorphs is, oh you're late. Yeah, and that's oh, fine. That's, b- that's fine. before he gets there though. He has another flash. Mm-hmm. Flash, green, green, everywhere was green. 
It was the greenest place on earth. Trees, moss, vines, ferns. Green everywhere. Marco was there. And the others. They were all there. Marco was talking. In a jungle fighting brain-stealing aliens and 10,000 annoying species of bugs, our resident space cadet is a hot-looking monkey. <laughs> somebody wake me, somebody wake wait. me up when we're in reality. Yeah. They're like, oh, our uh, axe is a hot monkey. Yeah, axe is a hot monkey. <laughs> yeah. Flash. And back. then it was back. Yeah, back to being teased by Tom. They both slip out. And Jake flies the fucking Safeway. Yep. And... And the gang doesn't care that he's late. The so, gang doesn't like, care. Jake. There, there was no stakes in this whole like fight thing. I, you know what it is? Is Kay Applegate trying to find some drama? Right. I think she came up with an idea, but like padding, padding the word count, chapter count. Yeah. And the only, I guess, part of relevant thing is for later is when he tries to land on the roof and totally biffs it as a hawk. Yeah. That's it. Which is funny. Yeah, I guess. I like it when Jake biffs it. <laughs> we all he biffs it big in this book. He biffs the big one. <laughs> So they all, they turn into flies. Yep, they turn into flies, and like the weather's not looking good. Um, no, they get rained on. It's supposed to be... Like, oh, I get hit by these giant droplets. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, a car. Watch over the windshield. You go splat. But he gets close to one, but evades it easily. <laughs> yeah, so, There's... but it was at the end of a chapter, so it was like a cliffhanger, I guess. Yeah. It was meant to be like a if you have this for a school assignment, because, you know, in school assignments, it's like, read three or four chapters. Mm-hmm. So if you ended right there and you couldn't read ahead, that, that would be an okay cliffhanger, I think. Yes. Um, and then the start of the next chapter, he flashes again. The jungle. Sudden movement in the deep bush. A cocked arm. A human arm belonging to a kid. A spear flew. I saw it coming for me. Saw the bamboo point blackened with deadly poison. One scratch and I was dead. I flash. And then he's yeah. back to dodging cars and windshields. Yeah. But they make it. Like, they, they, yeah, they, they make like, it. They make it. <laughs> the suspense here isn't, like, effective. No. When normally it is, actually. I think sometimes Catherine Alice Applegate does a good job of, like, carrying the suspense. Yes. Um, like, even the, the last uh, book, like, there was, like, oh, they're coming up with this big fight now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're going to rumble with 100 Hark Vajur. I'm, right. I'm on the edge of my book. Yes. Uh, but, like, here it's just, like, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. This is the beginning of the book. Nothing bad's going to happen. Right. Uh, and sure enough, yeah, they just they go to the Safeway. They go to the Safeway. They see the bug ship. They see the bug ship. They're like, oh, there's controllers everywhere. There's controllers on the roof with machine guns, guards with guns everywhere. Yeah. And they're like, Axe, do you think you can fly this thing? He's like, uh, yeah. Well, he, like, there's some buildup to it. Like, he didn't come in there with a concrete plan. They, no, they, they have no plan. They just flew in. They flew in. As they wanted, flies. They wanted to see what was going on. And I guess they overheard. They overheard like, "Hey, we're gonna fix this thing tonight." Yeah, Cassie, land, is, Cassie lands on Chapman's head. Yeah, it's like this is an experimental bug fighter. We got to get the fuck out of here. Visser three will kill us if it's not done in exactly three hours. Yeah, and I'm like, "Ooh, Visser three. Yeah, bring <laughs> bring back that hot boy, please." I'm like, "All right, excellent, Visser three. Um, yeah. So after like after they find out like it's this is an experimental bug ship that's going to be fixed tonight and be out of here tonight. Jake's the leader. So he's like, uh, let's steal the ship. Let's steal it. And let's show it to the president. (laughs) 
That's that's the plan. That's not a joke. No. That, is, that is not an anamorphing time with Nate and Tyler joke. That's the plan. They yeah. say, steal let's it? steal a ship, fly to the White House. <laughs> Mr. Trump, sir, I, <laughs> I brought you a bug ship. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Trump. Q's ship is here. We found it. <laughs> it's, sir, sir, sir. We have important news about... About animals and this bug ship. Excuse me, Mr. President, please. Did you know that there are aliens invading our heads? We found the deep state laser ship that's stealing our brains. But it is it a bad plan? Uh, I mean, yes and no. Adult Tyler is in the situation child Jake is. Uh huh. What? What would? What's your move? What's your play here? My move is there's a lot. Of controllers with guns. Okay. That Visser 3 is very intent on getting this thing back because they say it's a prototype bug fighter. It's an experimental bug fighter. It's important, etc. Yeah. They they should leave. Yeah. <laughs> they should leave. Same decision here, too, is that like we don't know enough information to know whether or not this is actually important. Right. We don't know enough information about, like, okay, if we can fly it, is it it's experimental. Maybe there's some problem right. with flying this thing. Mm-hmm. We know it's damaged. Yeah. It crashed. Yes. So maybe it, even in the best possible situation that this thing was flying around in, it crashed. Yes. Why did it crash? Exactly. And, <laughs> like, and Jake's plan is, let's go for it. <laughs> let's take it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't think it through. He says it on accident. It Like, you know, it doesn't go through any sort of, like, brain filter of like okay let me think about the angles of like really like what are we doing here like this is the focus of the yurks invasion right now they want this all eyes are here no he doesn't think out his brain farts it out and he's just like yeah that's the plan now yeah we're gonna take this and we're gonna show mr president we're gonna show donald trump we gotta we gotta we're we're gonna gonna go show that trumbo we're (laughs) gonna show that freaking cheeto in the white house there's space aliens running amok of his America. Sir, you cannot deny the aliens now. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see you get out of this one, Trump. <laughs> Nevertheless. <laughs> oh, Donnie Trump. It's fine. It's fine. So he has a chance to get away. They can easily get away. What do they do? Says Tobias, make a distraction. Yeah, this part pisses me off. It because, piss- like, Jake is... So easy to get people into trouble in this book. Yeah. He, that, that's his go-to move is just yes, like... Sacrificing other people. Right. So he goes to his go-to move right away here. He's like, uh, Tobias, fly in front of the guns to distract them. Yes. <laughs> hey, fly into the tiny hole in the building through an army of controllers with guns and make a bunch of noise. <laughs> <laughs> make a bunch of noise. Make sure that they know that you're an Andalite bandit. Yes. And it's, then fly out of the building? Yeah. I was like, And then when you're done, just leave. They don't even say that. So Tobias flies in. They all start shooting. <laughs> and then Jake goes, oh, they're shooting down the hole you flew in. There's no way for you to get out. And yeah. Tobias is like, no, there's not. And Jake's like, oh, I didn't think that. <laughs> I I'm a bad leader. He, even, he says, oh, I didn't even think about that. And it's like, you dumb fuck. And, but Tobias, he went with it. Because as we've said in previous episodes, every time Tobias gets into a fight, it's life or death for him. Yeah, he can't like... Do the trick of morph out and nope. become healed. Nope. Uh, Tobias, if he gets blasted, he's blasted. He's, he's gone. He's fucking blasted. <laughs> yeah. And he gets a little blasted here. <laughs> he gets his tail singed. Yeah. He. They like, okay, I guess 
we're gonna fly into the bug fighter. <laughs> yeah. So he well, the thing is, he doesn't know what else to do. So he flies into the bug fighter. Yeah, because they all flew into it, and they're just like, okay, come with us, Tobias. Yeah. Which, by the way, like leaving him behind is also a dick move. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like we're gonna steal the ship, but like later, Tobias. Yeah. Catch you later, bro. <laughs> it's it, it's so dumb. It's a bad plan. So. Um, so they, they fly up in the bug ship. Yeah. Axe is able to... Yeah, he's to, like, this is a little weird, but I can do it. Yeah, it's a primitive Yerk technology. Yes. So he, he he's like, I can figure this out. Yeah, they uh, easily It's going to be a little bit funky, though, because, right. you know... They, they morph back to humans. They're flying up in the air. Jake tests out the guns. <laughs> Which, again, second worst... Okay. So if we're counting bad decisions by Jake here... Going through with the mission. Okay. Deciding to steal the bug ship. Yeah. Sending Tobias through the hole. Yes. Shooting the lasers in the air. Like, for no reason. It's like, no reason. Let's test out the laser gun. Yeah. <laughs> and so they... On what? Shooting what? Yeah, they, Why? Sh- they shoot clouds. Well, yeah. Like, they... I don't know. So they're flying around. Axe is kind of barely figuring out how to fly. And he's like, um, yeah, Prince Prince Jake, uh, go go find a station and, and you know, kind of help me out here. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll do the gun station. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to get it. And Axe is like, in a very, like, you know, leadership move for Axe here. I, th- I have more respect for Axe in this, in this book. Because he's like, uh, fine, whatever. I'll just take care of it. Right. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to help. Just go to the guns. Right. He's like, you can't figure this out. Peace. Yeah. So uh, Jake and Marco, the two Dunderheads, <laughs> they, they fight over who gets to shoot big gun. <laughs> Jake wins. He shoots big gun. He shoots big gun. Yay. And and then like, you know, he's like, oh, I wonder if anyone can see us. Yeah. Right. And which uh, I'm thinking like, dude, you're looting every single fucking yerk. Yes. Like, hey, you, a stolen bug you, ship. <laughs> you just shot lasers. <laughs> and Axe says uh, our stealth is down. Yeah, everyone can fucking see us. Everyone, like, the stealth is not working. And Jake's like, oh, that's not good. And then, like, two like two uh, F-16s, F-16s yeah. roll up on him. He's like, uh, alien, alien ship. Yeah, they're, <laughs> like, the two soldiers are like, what is that? What the hell is this? It is clearly shooting lasers. Yes, they're, like, freaked out. And they're like, Commander, are you seeing this? They're like, what is this? What is this? I was like, oh, okay. They're having a like rub your eyes kind of boing moment. Yeah. <laughs> and so they decide, why don't we fly into space? <laughs> yeah, just just go up higher, Axe. Fly into space. Take us to the moon, Axe. <laughs> Which I'm like, you're in an alien spaceship. Like the F-16s are not gonna like. Even if they try to hit you, they're not gonna hit you. No, if like, you're not gonna attack them, they're just going to watch you. Yeah, they're like, what the what the hell is this thing? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So, another bad decision by Jake. Yeah. Let's go to space. Uh, yeah, go to space. So, they go to space. Right. And, you know, they're, they're looking down, beholding the majesty of Earth. Um, Cassie is commenting, like, oh, yeah, look, at, look where the sun is. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, the sun's rising over the Red Sea. Yeah, it looks like it's daytime in the Amazon. And Jake's <laughs> like, um, we're not going to the Amazon, Dumbo. Take us to the White House. <laughs> Still clinging on to this plan. Well, if you made the plan, go go. I guess you gotta follow through with the show, the president, the I, bug ship plan. <laughs> I guess it's. Um, but like, yeah, their obvious hijinks yeah. get <laughs> alert. Alert the, the York mothership. Yeah, the blade ship, Visser Three's blade ship comes yeah. around. So Visser Three just rolls up on him, like, and hey, and like bandits, I can clearly see you. <laughs> yeah, and they have two, two, two routes they can take here. Yeah, they say we can try to outrun him. Or 
we can go for one lucky shot. <laughs> <laughs> they call it one lucky yeah, shot. Yeah, that's the quote from the book because Axe says, like, hey, listen, the blade ship, it brought down an entire dome ship. Yes. Which is effectively, like, the Andalite, like, they're, they're, they're equivalent of, like, a mothership. Yes. It brought every single Andalite to Earth to fight the Yerks. Mm-hmm. It's a big, powerful ship. The blade ship brought that thing down. What are we going to do in this <laughs> bug ship that is kind of half broken? Yeah. And Jake says, we're going to go for the Luke Skywalker. <laughs> One well, lucky blast. And this is where he started really getting pissed at Jake because his entire plan was show the president the bug ship. Yes. So, like, why not run as fast as you can yeah. to Washington, D.C.? Fly back to Earth to any city. Right. The blade ship's not going to follow. Well, even if it does, like the plan has succeeded. Yeah, point. yeah, the plan. Like, it's, okay, it's over. You you've already done your first objective, which is show the president a bug ship. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, you got him. Just land on the lawn. Look, a laser shooting bug ship from outer space. Guess what? War over. Yeah, and like you might be able to get uh, get away with it. Like you might, or you could die. But either way, well, yeah, like you could get also just blasted. But like you have a better shot of escaping that situation yeah. than like. A one-on-one confrontation with the Blade So you've got a chance to win and end the war. Yes. Or you can go for the one lucky shot. (laughs) And immediately, without thought, Jake's like, give me that lucky shot. We want that lucky shot. And does he even ask Axe? He just says, we're doing the shot. He grabs the guns. And goes pew, pew, pew. (laughs) He aims the gun at the Blade Ship. And the Blade Ship and the gun, the Blade Ship and the Bug Ship fire at the same time. They fire at the same time, which is, to be fair, a very lucky shot. <laughs> yes, they they got the lucky shot. They got the lucky shot. The Dracon beams hit, and a few things happen. Ready to fire, Axe said. It wasn't a question. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Wait until... Now! I swept the red target circle toward the black diamond head of the blade ship. I squeezed the trigger, and I kept squeezing. Brilliant Dracon beams stabbed toward the blade ship, but at the same instant, the viscer fired. Dracon beam hit Dracon beam. An explosion of light so intense I could actually see through my own hand. I could see Cassie's teeth inside her head. I was thrown against the ceiling. I fell to the floor and rolled out of control. Rachel landed on top of me, knocking the wind out of me. The bugfighter was spinning. My eyes filled with balls of light, like suns inside my own head, spinning, spinning, spinning. With each turn, I was thrown hard. Into Axe, into Marco. Tobias batted his wings wildly, trying to get some control. It's like we all had been tossed into a washer on spin cycle. Then, with a sickening lurch, the bugfighter came upright. There was a floor again, and a ceiling. Through the window, there was a planet, Earth. Big blue and getting closer very, very fast. We're going down! Rachel yelled. Axe! Axe! We're going down! So, they're going down. They're going down. Uh, Yeah, and this is where we kind of, like, prepare for our crash landing. Yeah, like, right before the crash, Jake has another flash forward where it's him square dancing at the beginning of the book. Yeah, so the, that I, that's not a bad... No, that's of, suspenseful. Like, and also, like, I kind of like how they flash back to the square dancing. It's like, okay, yeah, that's a good callback. It kind of reminds us where we are. And like, oh yeah, chron- this is this is important. chronologically. Yeah. So the animorphs have landed, crash landed. <laughs> the animorphs have landed in chapter eleven. In chapter eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I woke up. I woke up very suddenly. Yeah. 
We should note that this chapter listed as time unknown. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like so. So we're waking up to like some obvious jungle noises. Yeah, Jake wakes up. He's got a scary beetle on his arm. He hears all these noises. Well, we should we should read some of this because I have some words about the jungle. Okay. Uh, so Jake wakes up and he's checking himself like. But I was alive. Kara, kara, freak, freak, freak. I sat up quickly, but that sent a spear of pain through my head. Oh man, I groaned. Then I saw the bug, the bug on my lap, the big giant monster bug. I guess it was some kind of beetle. It had yellow and black stripes and something that looked almost like curved antlers. I swear it was six inches long, or at least three inches. It wouldn't have been. It would have been beautiful if it hadn't been on me. Ah! I yelled and brushed the beetle away. So, like, he wakes up in the jungle, and he's immediately swarmed by bugs. Yes. Just. <laughs> and that's the lesson that we're going to be getting out of this jungle, is that it will immediately try to kill you. Yes. Without question. It swallows just, you alive. It's just going to get you. <laughs> yes. This is a jungle that gets you. It's a jungle that, when it sees a human, it immediately cares about a human and wants to eat it for yes. some reason. Nothing runs away. There. <laughs> it is the most important thing in the universe is that there's a human in the jungle. Yes. and <laughs> every, every animal stops what it's doing to he, go and try to eat the human. Yes. And he notices some ants crawling on him, biting him. And he's like, oh, God, I was ants. This is disgusting. He wakes up off. And, and he stands up and he's like. Uh, yeah, the jungle sure is green, huh? Ooh, yeah. It's much denser than a, like a normal forest. <laughs> yeah, he, he is talking to himself. He's like, that's what did it. It was the square dancing that drove me crazy. I decided to yell for the others. Hey, hey, Cassie, Marco. <laughs> okay, get a grip, Jake. I remember. You were coming down in the bug fighter. Obviously, you crashed. Duh. So look for the bug fighter. Can't be far away. He's talking to himself again. That's fine. I don't tell myself what to do. We've we've gone over this in Jake books. Yeah, well, that's that's all he can do. He's nobody else around. <laughs> oh yeah, he he's not gonna no, ha- he's not gonna have thoughts. He has no internal monologue. That's right. His internal monologue is an external one. <laughs> he says all the things he's feeling at any given point. <sighs> he's so stupid. Yeah. Ah, my head hurts. I feel hungry. Where is everybody? <laughs> Man, I remember falling from space. <laughs> Hello, friends. So, he's, so he goes around running, yelling for his friends. Yeah, looking at bugs. Oh, I'm in a jungle. Jungles are wet and thick, not like forests. Well, okay, so when we went to Thailand, uh-huh. you kind of got a little feeling of what a jungle... A little bit, like. yeah. yeah. They definitely are a lot more humid. <laughs> a lot more humid. You always feel like you're in someone's mouth. Yes. <laughs> it's, a dense, it's a dense air. And for a lot of Thailand, we were in people's mouths. No, we weren't. That's not... That's, <laughs> we were, I was almost in an elephant's mouth. No, we definitely got kisses from elephants. They were very cute. Yeah, naughty boy. Naughty boy, rip. I mean, he's probably still alive, but not in my mind. Mm. Bet you their churros and dollars have gone down. <laughs> oh, no. Naughty boy needs so. to eat bananas. <laughs> Who's going to pay for Naughty Boy's bananas? We got to send some money to Thailand. To Thailand. Care of Naughty Boy. <laughs> it's fine. He's in the jungle. He's like, oh, this shit is thick and hard to get through. My feet hurt. Yeah. He's running around yelling for his friends. He's like, Marco, Jake, Cassie, Rachel, Axe, and nobody else. <laughs> yeah. And then Tobias flies up. Is like, how about Tobias? <laughs> yeah. He never even thinks about Tobias. Yeah, the person is always saving his ass. I don't think about that guy. Well, you know he's not really Tobias' friend. Tobias is just some guy he saved. Yeah. He follows him around. Tobias is the 
customer service representative that is constantly saving <laughs> yeah. his ass yes. that he has no consideration for. <laughs> yeah. It's his manservant or bird servant now. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. And Tobias is like, yeah, everyone's alive. Follow me, you dipshit. Everybody else found each other. Yeah. Follow me. Yeah. Everyone else is good at this. You fucking suck. Come on. Uh, so they, he does that. They head back to the bug ship and they're yeah. like, oh, we're in the Amazon. Well, they, they don't know that. They're well, like, they're guessing. Yeah. They're so like, we could be in this one or this one. By we, we mean Cassie. Cassie. Cassie really is kind of um, showing her strength in this book. Yes. Um, which is, she, hey, I know shit about animals and nature and just and the planet. Also, and she also noticed that when they were in the in space, yeah. she noticed it was nighttime over, I mean, it was nighttime over America, Central America, South America. Yeah. It, so she says, wait, it's daytime. So, this really solidifies for me, I think, Cassie being the smart one. Cassie and Marco, for sure. They figure well, shit out. I, I don't think Marco's necessarily smart. He doesn't have book smarts. He's clever. He has street smarts. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 you know, he can think on his feet, I think, a little bit faster than Cassie, but Cassie is intelligent, right? Yes. Yeah. And she, she's like, From context well, clues, she could put this together. Right. She's like, okay, well, I recognize some of these animals. And when we were flying over, I noticed that we were plummeting towards the southern hemisphere. Yes. So, um, and it was nighttime then. It's not nighttime now. Uh, so she says, like I said, the question of where we are is fairly easy. Cassie, why do I have the feeling there's something you're not telling me? I asked her. Remember when we were in orbit? Remember how it was night in North America? The sun was just coming up over the Red Sea. I shrugged. I guess so. After we fired at the blade ship, as we were going down, it was daylight here, over South America. It took me a few seconds to realize what she was talking about. Axe came out of the bug fighter. He wiped his hand on a rag. Thanks to Cassie's observation, it seemed pretty clear that when we and the blade ship fired simultaneously, and the Dracon beams intersected, we created what we call a Sario Rip. A what? A Sario Rip? What's that? We blew a small hole in space-time, and we're drawn in through that hole. English, please. I warned. Plain English, please. <laughs> okay, how can you make that even yeah. more simple? It's, it's like, big hole, big time hole, make. We yeah. go in. <laughs> yeah, we shot a hole in time, and we flew through it. But, no, could you make that simpler, please? <laughs> we're either... This is, this is why I think of Garth Mary's Dark Place. We're either in the past, in the present, or the future. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you can tell me you can tell when something has happened will happen or is going to happen yes <laughs> and so it starts over in chapter 12 1 p.m again so let me just summarize here we are probably in the amazon rainforest and we are either in our own past or in our own future he still doesn't get it <laughs> he doesn't get it it's never gonna sink in he just can't figure it out he's so fucking stupid is it that he doesn't want to believe that they went back in time? I I don't know what his fucking deal is. No, because if he's just in disbelief, he, he'd be like, wait, really? Axe, are you serious? This is the thing. Like, he'd be incredulous. Yes. He would be like, no, you're lying to me. Not, let me get this straight. <laughs> now, hold on a second. It's you're more, trying to put one over on me. It's more of, he doesn't understand time travel. Mm-hmm. Like, are you saying, we went back in time? Are you trying to tell me that we are either back in time or forward in time? (laughs) Wait a second. Just so we're clear, let me get this 100% straight. We went back in time 
or forward in time. Now, hold on. Uh, Jake's dumb. Jake's dumb, and he's not asking the right question. It's not like... He's asking, what is time travel? The real question is, uh, how how many years did we go back? Yes. Are we in the land of the dinos? Because right. my immediate thought was, we've been blasted to the land of the dinos. Yes. I mean, why wouldn't you think that? Yeah, there's no like s- society. There's nothing there to indicate that you are like in modern times, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, like... They're they're kind of like well the the smart the smarties of the group are also kind of asking that questions like we don't know exactly how far back we got it could be like a day it could be a week it could right. be a year who knows who knows and Axe is like well I don't really remember all the Sario Rip details because I was <laughs> I, I had it hot for a girl and there was a game that day in class and well you know <laughs> Axe likes to get down. <laughs> I, I love that Axe is kind of a shitty student. Yeah. A, the first thing we know, Axe is a bad student. Like, and think about the classroom setting here, too. It's like, all right, kids, today we're going to be talking about time travel. Yeah. <laughs> and Axe is just like, boring. Yeah. Axe just sits back. He's like, I wonder what it'd be like to put my hoof mouth on that Andalite's pussy. <laughs> oh, sorry, Tisha. I, was, I don't care about time travel. I don't care about your dumb books. <laughs> Take your dumbass book and get it out of my fucking face. I'm playing space football tonight. <laughs> so they they, uh. they kind of figure out where they are though, like because they're like, okay, well, I saw some poisonous frogs, yeah. and you know, I saw I, I saw a jaguar. So we got to be careful about jaguars. And Mark was like, I love that car. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. Yeah, Mark, it's, Mark was making a goof. He makes goofs. Um. So they're they're kind of coming up with plans, and they realize they can't fly home, right? Because that would take forever. Yes, they can't use the ship because the Serio Rip totally blew out the ship's computer, um, and that's when Tobias yells, "Jake Duck!" Yeah, and, and he does. Yeah, because because just, he doesn't even think about it. He's just like, "All right, duck." Yeah, he even says, "I didn't even think about it like I usually wouldn't." Jake, you don't think about anything. Well, and he just ducks. It's a good move on Jake's end. Yes, if somebody tells you to duck, you duck. Yes. A, a thinking man would be like, huh? And then <laughs> yes, the thinking man says, why? <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Jake's stupidity saves him again. Yes. Smooth brain idiot Jake immediately ducks. One of us <laughs> takes him in to say, why, duck? <laughs> <laughs> We're dead. We got fucking spear in the face. He ducks. Spear come, duck. Spear come, duck. <laughs> so uh, like, so Jake ducks. A spear whizzes <laughs> over his head. Yep. And yep. I'm like, mm, things are about to get racist. <laughs> yep. They don't. As soon as, soon as <sighs> a spear comes flying out of the jungle, you know things are going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we'll get to that. Yeah, they, it doesn't quite get racist yet. <laughs> it doesn't quite get racist, but there's a little foreshadowing of racism. <laughs> yes, there's there's racism coming, my friends. The spear racism has been thrust upon us. <laughs> yes. If there's a certain type of people that lives in the jungle and they like to chuck spears, we will meet them. Tyler, honestly, even you saying chuck in the context of spears, like it just... It, it, it hurts. It, it hurts. Do, it, it does. It's because, n- like, there's just no way to talk about it without having that, like, you know, like, mm, I can't have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, saying it, I felt my skin crawl. Right. But, like, that's what this, that's what happens in the book. <laughs> that's, we read it. She wrote it. 
Tobias says, duck. <laughs> we, big we, old spear comes by. <laughs> Here comes a poison-tipped spear from the heart of the jungle. Flies flies out from the trees. Whoosh. <sighs> hits a tree. Bwang. <laughs> And uh, that's that's it. And then like a twelve year old boy runs away. Yeah, twelve year old boy runs away, and Tobias is like, "Yeah, those are some kids, but I think I see thirty Hork Bajur coming." Yeah. So so we need to decide what to do fast. So it's another kind of Jake moment. Yes, yeah. Jake was like, "They're like, give us a plan, Jake. We need to decide what to do." Leader, come on! You say you're the leader. We tell you that you are a leader for some reason. Yes. So, What's the plan? So. Okay, what's what would you do in this situation? Hork Bajur are coming. Okay. You have the one thing you need, the spaceship. Yeah. Certain death heading towards you. What do you do? Uh run away immediately. All of you? Yes. Uh like yeah. well, either we all run or we all stay. Yeah. Because I, I think, you know, at this point nobody has a real clear advantage. Yes. Um so if we need to make a getaway, it is the school of fish idea of, of fleeing, right? Yes. Is that like if you as a group need to run away, it's better to have everyone be running away at the same time, so that way you separate the group. If yes. there's 30 Herpajur, they're not going to, like, unless they are clever enough to say, go after that specific Andalite bandit, mm-hmm. um, they're not going to know what. Right. And, you know, like, hey, maybe five heads are better than one. You could come up with a better plan in the bug ship. <laughs> I assume that there's some sort of fortification. What if they alternate to fleas in the bug ship? Right. Um so th- there, there are kind of things to think through or situations to ponder, right? Um, yes. You know, a fight or flight. Uh, I would probably pick f- flight. I would just say, like, get out of there and then we'll So they co- could formulate a plan. So we can come, up, come back later and kind of really make decisions with more time on our hands. Uh, so Jake, Jake does not make this decision. Jake decides, let's leave Axe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Axe, stay here. We're going to go. Hey. <laughs> Hey, Axe, I know you're the one alien and who knows how to work the alien technology that we need to get back through the time hole. Hey, can you stay here and face down 30 Hork-Bajur? Well, to give him some credit, he doesn't say fight the 30 Hork-Bajur. No, he says keep working on the ship, take something... Take something important. Yes, take something from the ship so the ship can't run without it. Which, okay, that's a plan. Yes. There are worse plans. Yes. Um, there are better plans. <laughs> yes, turning into fleas, great plan. But like, it, it's a plan that shows disregard for your teammates. Yes, and that's the thing that gets me. Like, this is why this is a bad plan. He even says we only need to risk axe. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's just axe. <laughs> He's not even human, guys. We don't need him. And we had six whole books without him. We could do more without him. <laughs> we don't need him. And Axe is okay with the plan because he... Prince Jake. Prince Jake. Yeah. You know, he's a warrior. It's like, all right, I will do my duty. Yeah. I will die with honor. <laughs> go, go run away, my, my two-legged, squishy friends. So... <laughs> and so they do that. Yes. And, and, like, you know, the, the gang runs away, and uh, Axe stays behind to pull out something important. We don't know what. Um, and they run away. They, they're, they're just standing around for a minute. They're like... Yeah. Now what? <laughs> Fucking run. So they run. They start. They hear Dracon Beam shooting. Yeah. And they're like, fuck. They even hear, I think, don't they hear Axe yell or something? They hear yelling. They know that there's a scuffle. Yes. Right? And, and they, so, they hear the scuffle and they're like. And uh, Rachel's like, we can't fucking leave Axe behind. Yeah. Like, that's a bad. You're being a bad leader. You're leaving yes. a friend behind. <laughs> yes. You can't. We have to go back there. And Jake's like, do we though? <laughs> so he decides in all his brilliant wisdom. Does he get peer pressured into doing it? Yes, he does. Okay, because 
I think he is frustrated with everybody looking at him at this point as a mm-hmm. leader. Yeah. He's frustrated with people being upset with his decisions. Yes. And because, well, they're stupid decisions. Yeah. And so he says, okay, me and Rachel, we're going to turn into our battle morphs and we're going to go back and help Axe. Marco's immediately like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why can't I go to? Yeah. Why can't Cassie and I go? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're also good in a fight sometimes. And Jake, I mean, to the one, to his credit, Jake says, we might need backup. <laughs> I don't get the... They don't have guns. Back up with what? <laughs> it's Who like, knows? okay, uh, here's the thing. Is that like, okay, we send in two fighters. Here we go. And the two fighters run in there. Uh, they, they get beaten. Yeah, they get owned. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, here comes the backup that are going to save us. Like, that's not how backup works. No, that's Backup's not how that works. meant to be like a, a way to kind of like cover somebody as they're running away. Yes. With ranged weapons. Yes. You know, like... They, they don't have that. They, they have don't. a wolf and a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> Even not... then, they don't use the gorilla. They use two wolves later. Yeah, I don't it's know fucking, why they do that. It's stupid. Either way, they run back. Jake wrestles with a hork bajur, killing it. Yeah. Rachel kills th- three or four hork bajur. Yeah, it goes full grizzly. She fucking grizzles out. Mama bear. Mama, yeah, yeah. Mama's home. <laughs> It's fine. And it rips she, open uh, three Horpagers, but also uh, gets it real bad. <laughs> yes. She gets fucking stabbed. She falls down. And, and Jake's just like, no, no, Rachel. And then he... So Jake is in morph as a tiger. He gets uh, bitten he, by a poisonous snake. Right. After he kills that one Horpager, just bam, hits by a snake. <laughs> and the snake just bones out. <laughs> Why not? It's a snake. Yeah. And Tobias is like, Jake, morph, come on. And Jake's like, can I morph out of poison? Spoiler, you can. Yeah. But he's like, he's fading fast. He now. is fading. It's, I mean, it's the jungle. There are poisonous fucking snakes. Yeah. And so he come. He's like, Tobias says, come on, Jake, come on. There's no time. Yeah. And I won't leave you behind, unlike <laughs> yeah. some leaders. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what? What is it? More Hork Bajur? And Tobias says, no, it's Rachel. So this happens, he mm. says. I found Rachel by following the damage she had done. Three hork lying unconscious or worse. I didn't have time to worry about them, because that's when I saw Rachel. She was out cold, still in grizzly morph. She'd been cut up badly by hork blades. She was lying there on her side, bleeding. But that's not what made me want to scream. Her fur was alive. Alive with a million ants that were already ripping away a million tiny bites from her wounded flesh. So, this part legitimately grossed me the fuck out there, there's a lot of flesh in the next following descriptions because yes. like well yeah let's just keep on going because it's all gross yeah uh i <laughs> rachel i yelled wake up jake stop shouting tobias warned from up above hork could still be all around here uh i can't see through this undergrowth i threw myself down next to rachel and started swatting at the ants but instead of getting rid of them the ants just swarmed across my hands there had been there had to be ten thousand ants Rachel had fallen atop, almost on top of their mound. I could see ants carrying away tiny pieces of bloody bear flesh. <laughs> do you know Do you know if there's any water near here, I asked Tobias? There's a stream, but it's too far, Jake. She weighs hundreds of pounds. What are you going to do, carry her to the water? I could see Rachel's bare chest rising and falling. She was still breathing, still alive. I kicked her. I kicked her hard. Wake up, I hissed. <laughs> wake on. up, you stupid bear. <laughs> Come on, you dumbass bear. Wake up. Kick. <laughs> You're in a torpor. Now wake the fuck up and go drink some water. Pound on the bear. So this next part. Oh, the ants, oh no, this is Garth's part. The ants were getting at her ears now. They swarmed across her closed eyes. I wanted to scream. I wanted to cry. I don't think I've ever felt so totally helpless. 
Rachel was out cold. The thousands of swarming ants would make sure she never woke up. They would kill the bear before Rachel could morph out. They would eat out her eyes and crawl into her head. There was nothing I could do. (laughs) So here's Jake's plan, which should not work. (laughs) It should not work. So... Jake starts ripping out hair and flesh. Yeah, he just like take like goes over to this bear and starts ripping out parts of Rachel. He says, he says Tobias, do you see any more ants? Tobias is like, yeah, there's another ant mound over there. He says, okay. Starts ripping out Rachel's flesh and hair as bait as to bait. bait the other like yes colony of ants towards Rachel to yes. fight the other ants. He knows that ants like to fight, so Jake pulling. The gory chunks of his cousin apart drags an army of ants over to her near lifeless body that's getting eaten. Yeah. So they can have an ant civil war on top of the bear. <laughs> and he's like, the, the idea of like Jake using bits of his cousin to lure ants towards her is, is a grim image. Yes. It's disgusting. It's dark. It's wonderful. Like, yeah, it's the, my the, favorite the, part yeah, of the book. It's the most interesting part of it's the book. It's what I will remember the most. It won't work. It would not fucking work. Because like, here's the thing: is that like ant colonies aren't like necessarily like singular ant mounds, right? Either way, but whatever. It doesn't the matter. dumb shit. It works. The Ra- ants are fighting yeah. on the bear. They like they like crawl into like uh, Rachel's ear and starts fighting her ear. Yeah, they're like trying to get at her brains. Either way, Rachel wakes up quickly, demorphs, covered in ants. Yeah, they book it for the stream. They jump in the stream <laughs> and immediately get swarmed by piranhas. <laughs> so, like, this is this is where I'm like, okay, come on. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like they jump in, piranhas come, nip, like, start chewing on Jake yeah. and Rachel, and it's like they they, they book it out of the they river. bone out of the water. It's and, and they have like, a, oh man. Jungle's real rough, huh? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we didn't need to save the rainforest. Yeah, Rachel's almost Rachel's like, yeah, maybe the rainforest kind of sucks and we need to kill it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is not God's world. <laughs> maybe this is a lifeless, terrible horror planet. No, th- that's the thing though, is that it's not that it is awful, it's that you're not a part of it. <laughs> yes. This it's, is it, not your world. Th- th- this is not your world. You shouldn't be here. That's why everything wants to kill you. You're not in God's country anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it only would have been better if Jake had got a fucking Kendero up his dick. Remember those things? Yeah, they swim up your your urine and go up your pee hole. They don't, that doesn't happen as it's much real, as people it's think. real life. Happens all. The- Honestly, I'd be more worried about like hookworm and other parasites. Uh, guinea worm, all the worms. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, I think especially guinea worm is the one I'd be like, no. Tell them about guinea worms. Well, guinea worms they live in your veins, and the only way to get rid of them is you have to cut a little hole, wrap them around a stick, and then just slowly wrap them around a stick for like I think it takes a couple of days to actually pull one out. Ugh, this um, is fucking disgusting me. This is not the guinea worm book. I'm not doing a guinea worm book report. <laughs> This is a thing. You can watch videos on YouTube. Yeah. I've watched videos of people getting like their heart cut open and just worms spilling out. Well, as a nurse, what's the worst parasite you've seen? I haven't seen that many parasites. We don't, in North America, we don't see that many. Like, I don't think I've seen one. Yeah. That's what, by the way, uh, one thing to look forward to with global warming (laughs) (laughs) is we're going to have a lot more cool parasites. I mean, okay, I guess I've seen pinworms, which were absolutely disgusting. What's your favorite parasite? I don't. Honestly, you don't have a. You have to have a favorite. No, favorite here's why I don't have a favorite parasite. For the same reason that the Animorph books stuck with me into my adult life, the brain slugs, parasites, those are my biggest 
real life fears. Really? Yes, by far. Oh man, Thailand must have been a trip for you then. <sighs> Look, I was thinking about it a lot. <laughs> like I wanted to try the water, but I knew I couldn't. Why do you think I drank so much Chang? Oh, Chang's really good. Chang was real good. That's their cheap beer. Yep, good for the setting. But I, when we got into that pool yeah. at our villa, when we were... You were thinking Parasite. I was... Really? When, when I went to Pig Island yeah, and I waded out into the ocean, I was like, this is nice. I've got this wonderful mixed drink. There's a, I just pay, played with a piglet. I have great company. Oh, I'm in... Oh, oh there's... Par- oh, no. Damn, but not in the sea. Not really. I mean, I was worried. Either way, anywhere I went, I thought of it. You yeah. thought of it too. No. Like you, uh, the, the reason why, like, like washing I, my hands. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I do not. The idea of worms in my body absolutely horrifies me. Yeah. Uh, That's why I couldn't watch that vampire show. Where it, I don't remember what was it. The something on FX where. Is made by the guy Guillermo de Toro's TV show about vampires who are really just parasitic worms. Oh, yeah. It was I don't know. I can't remember what it was called. Either way, there was one bit where they shun a black light under a character, and you can see the worm swimming under his skin. It's like, it's like that scene from the Mummy, where yes. like that that beetle was in the skin. Yeah, but like this was an awfully made and horribly acted show that I didn't like at all. But I had to stop watching it because the worm shit freaked me out. I don't like worms. I don't like them. I don't like parasites. I don't like worms. I don't like brain slugs. Yeah. You don't like any of it. You got it. You got me. You I got, got me to admit my fears. Yeah. I did it. My hands are sweating from talking about fucking worms. <laughs> Either way. I, I would I would definitely not want to have a tapeworm. For some reason, tapeworm is the one that gets me. I think it's because of the shape of their head. Well, like, because like they have like multiple mouths and they just kind of like clamp onto the side of things. Well, and... there's that, and there's also a type of worms where their bodies are segmented. Have you looked at those? Yeah. Where like anywhere you cut the worm off, mm-hmm. wherever it lands, it's another mouth that sticks on and creates more little worm bodies. Yeah. And I don't, I don't. This is my least favorite part of nursing school. Worms are no good. Was really yeah. I don't. Know. I kind of like parasites. Though. Microbiology and all that shit. Nursing school. I like bot flies. Bot I, flies are cool. I don't squirm. Like <laughs> you don't squirm for worms. <laughs> I, I squirm for worms. I'm a squirmy, wormy boy. But I've watched a surgeon split open a chest to massage someone's heart to keep them alive. Yeah. And all I did was help. Doesn't bother me. Not a bit. Well, it's, it's all it's all human, right? Well, even if it's not, I mean, it's all like part of the human body. Like there's yes. there's no outside force. No, but worms. Not In- you invading, can miss me with those invading parasite. Nope, no thanks. Who was the parasite? Was it the rich family or the poor family? I think it was that big rock. Ah, that was it was. <laughs> I, you know what? Actually, yeah. <laughs> um. Either way, they don't get eaten by piranhas. No, but like I would be worried about parasites in, in this situation. But like, yeah, they they don't get eaten by piranhas, but they learn the lesson that the jungle is out to murder them constantly. Yes, and so after that, they're like, now we got to get axe. And yeah, we got to figure out what happened to axe. Yeah, after like the- nobody found axe, and axe is like, I'm right here, bros. <laughs> He turned into a monkey. <laughs> he turned into a monkey and booked out. Which <laughs> yeah. Like, hell yeah, Axe. Axe is the smartest, best one. Axe is competent, which is nice to see in the Animorphs. Yes, it's very good. You so get, he Axe and you got Tobias as the competent Animorphs. He acquired a monkey, turned into the monkey. He's got the Yurt computer. And he's just like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm a monkey now. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this funny? <laughs> I'm Pickle Axe. <laughs> 
funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> a monkey axe! This antelite turned into a pickle. Can you believe it? <laughs> funniest shit I've ever seen. Funniest shit I've ever seen. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. Pickle rig is stupid. Oh, but you're, it's, it's the funniest shit, it's I've, seen. shit I've ever seen. <laughs> So Monkey Axe rolls up. He's like, hey, what's up? He's like, Axe, do you have a medallion around your neck? He's like, yeah, it's that computer part. Yeah, I made this computer. I took it. It's like, yeah, it's like three times bigger than an analyte computer, but you know. Yeah. It's like, if this were analytes, you'd barely see it. Yeah, it'd be like, you wouldn't even notice it. But um, yeah, so he's like, I got the important part. So we're good on that front. Um, so yeah, I'm a monkey. This thing is great. Yeah, he's like, I'm having a good time being in monkey. And I'm like, how? We need monkey morphs. And Axe says, Well, yeah, they, they need a way to move around better. Yes. And like, <laughs> they, they know that if they turn into, like, say, a grizzly bear, the, the, the Horkbridge are going to say, like, and like bandits get them. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> Axe says, I believe I can get one of the monkeys to come down. How? Marco asks. Axe hesitated. It's hard to tell if a monkey is embarrassed, let alone a monkey with an Andalite mind, but I could have sworn Axe was embarrassed. I, I believe that I am, that is to say, my morph is an attractive female. One of the males seemed interested earlier. <laughs> well, that does it, Marco said flatly. We have moved permanently to the bizarro world. We've traveled in time. We're in a jungle fighting brain-stealing aliens and 10,000 annoying species of bugs. And our resident space cadet is a hot-looking monkey. Somebody... Were you with me? No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> we are going to say it. Margo and Jake say it at the same time. And that's when Jake comes clean about having visions. It's like, uh, hey, guys, I know that we're in the middle of the jungle and in, back in time. But I've been having weird dreams about <laughs> yeah. this exact thing. Yeah, he's like, uh, I've seen this before. That's when Axe perks up his ears. He says, Prince Jake, how long ago did you start having these flashbacks? I shrugged. It was just this afternoon, yesterday or today, whatever you'd call it. I was in square dancing when the first one happened. Why? You were in square dancing, Marco <laughs> said. I would have paid to see that. Fucking toxic like my- masculinity, homoeroticism. Well, it's like, there are bigger things going on here, Marco. Yeah. <laughs> and and axe continues prince jake as i said i'm not an expert on sario rips but i think what's happening is that the flashbacks are fluctuations where two simultaneous identical states of consciousness intersect outside of space-time that would have been my guess marco said simultaneous whatevers they basically set up a time cop they say two of the same People cannot exist in the same this timeline. This is where I got confused. Yeah. Even though I knew what they were kind of saying, right. like they said it in such a way that made it feel like bad sci-fi. Yes. very Right. Because like I can't the, believe Animorphs would have some bad sci-fi. No. Like, they've had plenty of camp sci-fi. Oh, yeah. Some like, schlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some real schlock. But, like, it was clearly explained schlock. Yeah. This, when they talked so about, like, mass going into Z-space, I was like, oh, that's dumb as hell. <laughs> but I understood it. Right. This was just confusing. It was. It was not great. Yeah, like so. Just like here, we should pull out a snippet of what that what that looks like. Um, uh, I suspect we have moved backward in time, but not far. We are existing simultaneously, both here and back home. There are now two Marcos, two Cassies, two of each of us. One here, one there, at the same time. The flashbacks only started today, so I expect we have gone back one day in time, a little less. That's good, Marco said. No, Max said solemnly. It's not good. 
We are in two places at the same time. This is impossible. It is a space-time anomaly. It is an unstable condition. Meaning? I think it means that the two groups, the two Marcos, Rachels and so ons, will annihilate each other. Like matter and antimatter, it is not possible for there to be two of us in the same time. So why haven't we annihilated ourselves yet? Rachel asked. We are still within the Sario rip effect, Ax said. I think. So so I think we're okay till we get back to the time when the rip occurred. At that time, the rip will end and we'll have an impossible situation. Two identical groups of people existing in two places at one time. I think my teacher said it would cause a mutual annihilation. We'd cease to exist, both groups, here and back home. The time when the Sario rip occurred was 854, exactly. So... They have until then, and then they all explode. Yeah. I guess. But, like, the way that that was explained was... It went into, like, way too much depth that didn't, like, click for me. Yes. I was like, oh, I got that. Like, okay, there are two copies of Marco, two copies of Rachel, so on and so forth. And once they hit the time that the Sario rip occurred, then they'll all explode? Yes. That could have been a sentence. Yeah. And then... (laughs) Just like, uh, time, time does that. And then Axe goes on. He says, there could be, Axe started to say, then he stopped. What? I asked him. Is there some other way to get back? Axe gave me a long look, like he wasn't quite sure what to say or whether to say anything at all. He was in monkey morph, so I couldn't read his expression. <laughs> Just stared at his monkey. <laughs> As I said, Prince Jake, I wasn't paying attention the day they taught this in school. I knew he was hiding something. I should have pressed him, but I didn't. Just one more mistake from the fearless leader of the Anwars. I mean, that is a mistake. Yeah. He should have pressed him. Yeah. Because this book could be over right now. Well, it would be a more interesting book. <laughs> yes, for sure. It would be a better book if he learned the the <laughs> second the second way to get around Sario's riff. Yes. Rip. Sario rip. Sario rip. Sario rip Patty's pizza service. Pizza service? Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> My pizza's broken. <laughs> Your pizza's broken, sorry, you can fix it. <laughs> you got too many Roni cups? I'll take some Roni off. Ooh, sorry, could you come over and fix my pizza? It's broken. I heard someone here needs to get their pizza fixed. Uh, <laughs> I sure am lonely here with this broken pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and all I have is this skimpy nightgown. <laughs> oh, I better reach down into my pizza fixing toolbox. Ooh, show me your tool. Your pizza tool. You like how the end looks like a circular knife? Yeah. For fixing pizzas. Ooh. Into smaller triangle shapes. Ooh, let me just change into something even more comfortable than oh. the thing I'm wearing currently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sario. <laughs> I was like, you oh, horn dog. <laughs> you Italian spaceman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's like Sarios, the analyte is like, I wonder what happens if we shoot two lasers together. Sario, get out of this room. Stop asking me important questions. <laughs> Teachers yelling at me every day. Well, I'm going to go home and I'm going to shoot two lasers together. Oh, look at Sario. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, you won't be laughing too much when I shoot two lasers. <laughs> Let's go back to our space Camaros. We're done with this fool. <laughs> Uh, we should do Andalites as Italians from now on. <laughs> hey, oh, you kids want to turn into the animals for two hours, huh? <laughs> Used to be, yucks, couldn't do this. Things were different, nicer. 
<laughs> I'd watch I'd watch Andalite Sopranos. Oh my god, Andalite Sopranos would be so good. <laughs> Used to be we didn't have to talk about our fucking feelings. <laughs> hey, uh, stomp on this pasta for you. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! Uh, you feel like going through your feet? That's that. Mm, that's that energy. That's Mama's love going through your feet. <laughs> you know, coming here in Planet Earth in my fighter ship, it feels like taking a shit. Well, no, Elfinger. I like to think of it more as creating animals. No, it's like taking a shit. <laughs> you really gotta watch The Sopranos. It's so fucking good. <laughs> I just like the idea of an like stepping on a cannoli, <laughs> like a little cannoli, just like bouncing in the ground. Ah, oh, feels good. Ah, oh, thanks, ma. Here's here's something for all you Animorphs Sopranos fans. This is not for you, Nate. I want you to think of that painting of Tony with Piamai, but instead it's an Andalite with James Gandolfini's torso. That's it. That would kill if you were a Sopranos fan, but you're not. So fuck you. You fanoik. I woke up this morning and bought myself a drink on team. End <laughs> <laughs> of bit. End of bit. I'm doing. I'm doing analytics from That's now right. on. That's fine. fine. I'm good with it. So they realize they they, they need monkeys. Yeah, they so they, they need monkeys badly. So they turn into monkeys. Like, so they get that hot monkey to come and seduce other monkeys. <laughs> they get axe the hot monkey. <laughs> <laughs> to bring down a monkey and monkey's like fuck yeah it goes down there real quick <laughs> those dude monkeys want to get that milkshake because here this is when they like really um hit on a point that i had a question about which mm-hmm. is like hey why don't they just acquire axe he's a monkey right now yeah and they say that's a no-go you can't acquire the dna someone you have to acquire a new one you have to get it in person yes well in monkey i guess <laughs> yes um so, yeah, they, they do that. They get access to Seuss down some monkeys. They all acquire monkeys. Yeah, they and, have a good time. And they turn into monkeys, which is a great time. Yeah, they swing from <laughs> tree to tree having a wonderful time. <laughs> like, so the, what are they, spider monkeys? Something like that. Yeah, they don't know the type. They just say monkey. Did you know that my mom owned, like, had a spider monkey pet growing Ooh, up? Ooh, tell me more. No, yeah, my mom actually grew up in the Amazon. She swam in the Amazon River. Hell yeah. She she told me stories all the time about like um, people like they did a lot of dynamite fishing. <laughs> so like, what, like she would like make money by like um, you know nope. it's like local guys just like throwing dynamite in the river, blowing up a bunch of fish, and she would like swim out and get as many fish as it could. You want um, fish for dinner then, I? <laughs> well, and the thing is, like, they would, it doesn't kill the fish when they do dynamite fishing. It just like knocks them out. So, so they, like, they have to swim really quickly to go out, get some fish, swim back, so then they can club them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not the point of the story. The point right. of the story, though, is that she had a monkey pet. Well, mm-hmm. she had a couple of monkey pets. She mm-hmm. had Coca and Conga, as I was told. Ooh. Yeah, no, and like I, I was kind of wanted to like have a monkey pet growing up because that sounded kind of cool. Mm-hmm. D- did you want to have like a cool exotic pet growing up? Oh yeah, I would definitely. I would love to have had a monkey. When I was when I was reading this book, I kind of like during the first section when they were constantly getting attacked by a snake, then ants, then piranhas, and <laughs> and then spears. <laughs> I was like, no, the jungle's not constantly trying to kill you no matter what. It's not like. This is the real like racist part of the book. I yeah, think. more so than anything else, because mm-hmm. the other stuff is, is objectively like you can point out that I was clearly like this is a racist thing, uh, and we'll get to the <laughs> we'll get we will to, get to the racism. We it's, will get to the, the it's so soon. We'll, we will get to the tribe uh, the tribe of native Am- Amazonians <laughs> soon. Yes, um, but 
you know, like the thing that really kind of got me was just like, no, the, the jungle isn't always trying to kill you. You can just be a normal white person walking around and not like be in constant danger. Yeah, it's, You'll be in lingering danger. It's sure. danger, yeah, but, but like, it's not. It's not immediate danger, especially if you just like do the things that we do here, which is if you see a snake, don't go near the snake. Right. <laughs> Make a lot of noise. They will run away. It's, uh, yeah. you know, like the Amazon River, like prawns don't eat entire cattle like that. That's not how they work. They usually just kind of like eat random bits of detritus that fall apart. Or if like say an alligator gets killed by a mysterious cat uh, <laughs> and leaves some shit behind. Like, yeah, the prawns will eat that, but they don't like, they don't do the cartoon thing where they swarm around you and turn you into a skeleton. No, no, they do not. <laughs> right. So like the, the, that whole scene was just like, oh, you're painting the jungle as this foreign thing that is like an alien planet. Right, like, oh, this is an alien world that is trying to kill you. It is vicious. Right. It mm-hmm. wants to get you, right? And I'm just, and you know, like, I know, but I have not firsthand knowledge, but like secondhand knowledge that I believe of just like, no, you can you can just exist in there. Mm-hmm. It's a place where, you know, yes, there are things that are poisonous, but like that, it's just it's just life, and there's just more life there. Sure, but it's not like it's not malicious in the way that it was painted. No, and. Th- it takes the destruction of that life for the animorphs to care about. Yeah. Because while they're monkeys, they run into a group of hork with a controller. Right. And the controller's like, kill that pig. And so they shoot the pig with they, lasers. They, they blast that pig. And they're like, I don't like those monkeys. And so they start blasting the trees. They're just killing everything. Right. <clears throat> and it's to this. It, it gets to this point. Monkeys were destroyed. Birds in the trees were destroyed. A sloth and its baby hanging from a branch were destroyed. The hork were on a rampage. They were past just shooting at monkeys. They were shooting at anything that moved in the high branches. And then a little later, Jake says, I know there is a difference between human life and the lives of other animals. I mean, I guess there is. And I definitely know there is a difference between human life and the lives of trees. But still, that mindless, pointless massacres of trees and the animals in them made me sick. So the very fact that she can make these two points while making this place a car- a racist cartoon yeah. is a bit flummoxing to me. Not at all. It's it's I give her half credit for giving a fuck. But it's because of like, oh, look at the destruction of the trees. Does she know why like, you know, people like the people of Brazil are bulldozing trees and creating <laughs> cattle lands? <laughs> Like, it's not because they hate trees and the jungle. Right. Right? It's not like they just like, oh, yeah, fucking burn it down. We hate this shit. <laughs> Get rid of it. No. If anything, it's the opposite. Like, they, they like, my understanding of it, because, like, whatever, I, I never lived in, you know, Ecuador or Peru or whatever. Right. You know, never lived in, in that area. But, like, my understanding of why the, the, the deforestation of the rainforest is happening is because of financial reasons right it's yeah. that they, they need money to, to live in shit industrialization and, mining right. of resources right it's it's because of bolsonaro <laughs> it's, it's because of capitalism it's because they need cattle land it's to grow hamburgers yes and you know like the message that k applegate is proposing here is that they don't care like, like whatever. It's a thin allegory for right. just like you know deforestation. Of yes. And so like the the thing she's saying is like, well, you should care about the rainforest. It's like they do. It's just that they also have been 
like there's so much pressure to make money right that even though they do care they still have to feed their family right and, and buy medicine or yeah. you know or, or various other reasons that I can't go into because I just don't know enough about right. it on up the top of the old brain here to, yeah, to go into. The but lungs like, of the or- earth are important, but what have you done for me lately? <laughs> right. Well, and so, like, that's why I give her half credit of, like, yeah, she's thinking about it, but she's the type of person that, in this book, reads to me as, I better go and buy, you know... Um, Nature conscious products, right? Like, oh, they they donate proceeds to the save the rainforest. Mm-hmm. I, I'll buy that. <laughs> I'll buy this cereal with a gorilla on it. <laughs> <laughs> gorilla munch is delicious. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, like, whatever. It can be good, but don't like kid yourself and you're saving the rainforest. <laughs> buy cereal and eat it. <laughs> it's yeah. So it's amazing that she can make the jungle a racist caricature. Yeah, <laughs> good for her. Right. That is some powerful racism. But it's popular racism. Yeah. It's the most pernicious racism that, like, you run into, I think, is that because, like, it, it's easy to point at, a, like, a person and say, oh, here comes the native Amazonians and yes. with their spears. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is going to happen. <laughs> which is going to happen. We'll get there when we get there. But, uh, like, that's easy to point as that's clear racism. Look yes. at it. Uh, this other shit, though, is kind of, like, it's racism, but it's, like, it's racism in a, in a different light. And I feel like I'm... I'm I don't have the words to describe th- what kind of racism it is because it's just a lack of knowledge in my end. Well, I mean, but, it's well, no, like it, it, it's fine for me to say, like, hey, listen, I don't know how to describe this, but I know in in my gut that saying that the jungle is a dangerous place because <laughs> it's not America yep. that that's racism. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, for sure. Uh, but to give language to that now, I just I just don't have it. It's. I mean, that's good enough. I'd say. Yeah, I I know it's bad. How about that? <laughs> We're smarter than you. I'll know pornography when I see it. Yes, <laughs> there know? it is. It's, I bet you will. It, and brother, I've seen a lot. It's the titties. <laughs> That's the pornography part. Yeah. That's the porno part is the boob. <laughs> Basically, anytime, any part of a person you look at and your genitals go wild, that's the porno. Is it going to give a judge a boner? That's porno. <laughs> Just, I'd, I'd love to show that like 1950s Supreme Court justice like a bang bus or something. And he's like, "What's this judge? Oh, why? she. Well, that's the bang bus. <laughs> oh, she just. Why she needs a ride home? Why is she doing that? <laughs> but no, the, take the bus, young maiden. <laughs> what's what's something now that's like close to porno but isn't? That, that shows off a naked body but isn't a porno. Uh, breastfeeding? No, not breastfeeding. No, like, hey, yeah. <laughs> no, I think the people that are attracted to breastfeedings are fucking creeps. Yeah, like, all the people that are like, you can't breastfeed in public. It's distracting. It's like, oh, you're telling on yourself. You're a fucking pervert. It's those people. Have you ever met somebody who calls boobs milkers? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I never do. But I've read it online. It's very upsetting. Oh, milkers? Look at the milkers. I don't... Honestly, I don't know because... Sexuality and pornography is a lot of the intent behind stuff because certain objects can have non-sexual connotations for almost everyone. But if you have a sexual relationship... whatever you bring to it. Yeah, if you and your partner have a sexual... There's an object or something or... Yeah, let's say you're really into Ronald McDonald. Like that's a, that's porno right there. Yeah, seeing that Ronald McDonald on that bench, his aunt, his arm outstretched for you to be embraced by him. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that's porno. Or the Ronald McDonald we saw in Thailand making the thank you little gesture. Like, imagine some fucking perv jumping up on his shoulders and just lowering their ass down into both of his hands. I'm going to teabag this clown. <laughs> Not even that. No, just getting getting both of his hands up, up their ass. Ah. <laughs> that's where I was going with it. It Back to Animorphs. <laughs> So they're swinging around as monkeys. <laughs> yes, and Horkbajur lighting everything up. And getting... well, here's my favorite part of the animorphs. Like my favorite trend is that every time they turn into an animal to hide in the environment, <laughs> one of the Horkbajur or the one of the Yurks says, "Look at it, and I bend it. Get him! Get him!" <laughs> it's like, no, it's a group of monkeys. That's a normal thing to have yeah. happen. Like when they're cockroaches, immediately as soon as like they came into that building, yeah. like, like stomp them. <laughs> Those cockroaches look funny. Get them. <laughs> Stop with the cockroaches. Ah, it's, it's a fly. It's, it's an inlay bandit. <laughs> I mean, and so like, they're like, oh, it's a group of monkeys. That one's looking weird. Blast them. <laughs> Kill all the monkeys. So they start blasting them. And um, like, you know, uh, they, they lean on the monkey brain to get away. Yeah. And they get away. And that's when a snake grabs a hork wraps him up, chokes him to death. And it's like. You fucking idiots. I, well, what I was thinking was just like, oh, yeah, no, the, the Hork Majority can get eaten by an anaconda. That would be cool. Yeah. You know, Twas not an anaconda. Nope. Is our boy, Visser 3. <laughs> and he totally dresses oh. them down. Yeah, I, I love how he does this, too. It's it's like that Arrested Development joke where, like, they hire the actor with the one arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because like they pop like this is three pop down, pops down as a snake wraps himself around a harpajur and it says hey that's why you don't <laughs> shoot a monkey <laughs> that monkey could have been me harpajur <laughs> are you just going around blasting everything you ever think that I could be one of those things <laughs> always leave a note <laughs> always think about what you're shooting <laughs> no it says Visser three he's like you fucking idiots can't believe you did that. He kills one of his people because, of course, he does. Does he kill one? Yeah, he kills one of the, the one he the hork jury wraps up. He kills it, and he doesn't demorph until the hork jury stops moving. Get back, fools, and be glad I don't kill you all. A sneering thought speak voice said. The hork jury stopped trying to free their trapped friend very suddenly. They stepped back and just watched the struggling hork jury. I knew that thought speak voice. We all did. Somehow the sound of it in your brain made you feel afraid. Once the hork stopped struggling, the snake began to change. Okay. From the impossibly long snake body, an andalite grew. So that hork is dead. He's dead. So dead. Just He's just willing. I, I love it. Like, if he's not, like, killing his, his goons, he's eating them. And like, it's yes. so good. Did it occur to you that the bug fighter is less than 100 yards from here? Did it occur to you that the Dracon beams travel a long way? Did it occur to you that we cannot get back to our own time without that bug fighter? And did it occur to you that I might be in morph and that you might end up shooting me? The human controller sank to his knees. I didn't. We. It, uh, it was them. <laughs> he pointed his finger to blame at the hork <laughs> Typical human cowards. <laughs> it, was, it was those weird monsters. <laughs> those monsters did it, sir. <laughs> and uh, Jake whispers, what's that about needing the bug fighter to get back to his own time? And they don't know. Yeah. So they're wondering maybe they need the ships to shoot the lasers again to get back to the same spot. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Their only time machine is to shoot lasers at it. <laughs> right. So, But... 
they realize that they cannot do that without the bug fighter computer that Axe stole. Right. So Axe has the key to making the bug fighter do anything. Yes. And so in order to shoot two lasers from the blade chip and the bug chip, he needs to have that component installed in the bug fighter, yep. which is now being swarmed by Herkbajur. Yes. And Jake made him grab that computer. So Jake is like, uh, I fucked up real bad. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe uh, I maybe I shouldn't have made you take something. No. <laughs> it's, 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 this is going like when MacGruber recruits all of his people and they get the team together and they all blow up. He's like, no, no, are you okay? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> the trunk is filled with over 75 pounds of homemade C4 explosive that I personally packed in there with my own two... No, 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 Call 911! Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Ah! Yeah, because it's that kind of plan. Yeah, it's he's like, fucking I, up every step of the way. Right, he brings in trusting friends to screw them over. <laughs> they were fucking great guys, and it was a fucking asshole of a day. <laughs> God, I want to watch MacGruber again. Yeah. So, so, so they hit up upon the two-hour timeline. So they turn out of monkeys. Yep. And they're just like sitting shoeless teenagers in the <laughs> middle of the forest, of the jungle. Yeah. And they're just kind of like, "Well, what the fuck do we do?" And and they they're just like, "I don't know. We don't know. Let's just." They're, they're tired. You know. They're t- they're, ti- they mentioned that Tobias has been flying around forever. Yeah, he's weak. He's, everyone's everyone's tired. Everyone's tired and hungry. They and don't- then. And then out of the out of the jungle, enter comes, stage right comes racism. <laughs> Hello, racism here. We have a bunch of spears for you. <laughs> you ordered a tribe of spear chucking minorities. <laughs> it's yeah. so. Let's just here we go. There is no doubt in my mind that if you even twitched, let alone attacked, twelve poison-tipped spears would fly, and the six of us would go down permanently. Uh, Cassie, Marco whispered. You're the tree-hugging, save-the-rainforest-love-the-planet person here. Who are these guys? Humans, Cassie said. (laughs) No, duh, Marco said. That's That's all all I know. Humans. Some bunch of people who live here. What am I, an encyclopedia or something? I don't think they like us, Rachel said, but they don't look like they want to kill us. So, (laughs) So, Jake recognizes the kid who tried to throw a spear at him earlier. I guess, but like I, you know, listeners, you can't see it, but I'm shaking my head. Yeah, we're both <laughs> we're both shaking our heads. Cassie's the only one with the right response of just yeah. like, yeah, they're though they're people. Like, right. what the fuck are you doing? And they muse. I wonder if they saw us morph, and they try to raise their hands in a gesture of peace, but they're not getting it. <laughs> Hello, um, we we don't want any trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Marco's yeah. trying to, like, yeah. plain English, here we go. And Marco also says, sorry, I don't speak, um, whatever. <laughs> like, that kind of made me chuckle. And here comes, like, okay, so, painting the picture, a bunch of people that are wearing little to no clothing, as described. Yes. Um, that it, little, as so little clothing to make the women blush. So, they're, they got beef out. Which, it, honestly, is true. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, I have a picture of my grandpa hanging around native. Uh, Merlin? Can, yeah. Merlin with his beef out? 
No, not with this. Nate's grandpa's name is Merlin. It's true. He's a wizard. (laughs) He taught he taught Arthur the ways of Excalibur. (laughs) (laughs) I fucked that lady in the leg. I took that sword out of a rock. (laughs) That was what my grandpa's doing. Um, (laughs) So, anyways, I have a picture of Merlin, my grandpa, um, with a you know native Ecuadorians around the Amazon River area. Mm -hmm. So, assuming same idea here, right? Um, And traditionally, back in the nineteen sixties. Yeah, they they don't wear they wouldn't wear a lot of clothing, but like you know they have like various like you know bottoms, right? <laughs> Bottom coverings. Um, so like that that's not the racist part here. But the thing that gets me though is this next line of dialogue where he points over at Jake and says, "Macacao," <laughs> which like <laughs> Tyler, you speak a little bit German, right? Uh huh. Could you say something to me in German? I could say a few things. Yeah, yeah. just uh, give me a sentence. Here we go. <laughs> Wie heißt du? Okay, what does that mean? What's your name? Right. Um Boku Nate Boyd. So my name is Nate Boyd. <laughs> so like so the thing is is when you're speaking in a foreign language, you say full sentences. Yes. Right. If you especially if you are a native speaker of that language, you say the whole shebang. Yeah. This person points and says, Makakao. <laughs> Do we like know? he's like he's a like a, a cigar store Indian. Do, you we, know, it's like, do we know what macacao means? I don't I, I don't speak Portuguese, is what they guess it these people are speaking, which by the way is not true. They don't speak Portuguese. <laughs> There's not enough information given here to make assumptions about where these people are from. I get. Um but like you can make the assumption that they have full sentence structure. Yes. So and they so point like, at so, him. So pointing like that's just me. Like that 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 is 1930s cowboy Indian racism. It is like the how <laughs> you have wampum. Like right. you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's it's that kind of mixture of easy to understand language, but like because there's no like conjugation of verbs and yeah. like full sense. And this, yeah, it's it's a problem. It's yeah, it's kabuki theater bullshit, and it gets worse. Let me read. I guess when I didn't understand that either, he decided I was an idiot. He launched into an amazingly good pantomime of a monkey. So oh. he's, he's just going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, monkey. Monkey is macacao. The man nodded and smiled. Then, he, then the smile was gone. He jabbed a finger right in my chest. Macacao. Two. Esparito macacao. <laughs> Whoa, Marco said. That's Spanish. Esparito means spirit or soul. So... <sighs> Here's where it gets even worse, though, right? Because, like, I know very little Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get get this out of the way. I should I should almost, like, stop this and, like, Google, like, Espiritu Macaca. Could you, like, I'll do it right yeah, now. Yeah, just do it, please. Because I bet you that's just going to say Spirit Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so if you point someone's chest and say Spirit Monkey. And, again, it... If we're wrong about any of this language stuff, like, really, do let us know. Like, we're, we're not trying to, you know. We're making best guesses here of, of like, yeah. of, of bad racism. But the thing is, we're not trying to write a book about it. Right. <laughs> we, I'm even going to put the Google Translate into Portuguese. Yeah, please do. It's definitely not Portuguese. Let's translate it to Spanish. Yes. So, Espirito Macacao means monkey spirit. <laughs> See, I thought so. That's, Could you get the thing to say it? I'll, yeah. So, Espirito Macacao. Monkey spirit. Espirito Macacao. <sighs> Not like you are a monkey spirit or... <laughs> Just, it's stupid. 
It's stupid and like the whatever. I'm not gonna belabor the point of like, hey, this is dumb, but just to like really cap this off is that when she writes macaco tu espirito macaco, like the cadence of that is like very like cowboy Indian Indian speak. Yes, right. It is like I stop at every word mm-hmm. so you can understand something. Maybe yes. It's it's dumb. Um, so like, let's just read the rest of this because okay. otherwise it'd just be a, a rabbit hole racism. <laughs> so, so uh, after that, Cassie says, maybe it's Portuguese. They speak Portuguese in Brazil. Uh, this man's probably the head man of his village. Uh-huh. He probably has some dealings with Brazilians, so he must have learned Portuguese. Yeah, Portuguese, Spanish. They're sort of like Marco said. Spanish is all my grandmother speaks, and my mother grew up speaking Spanish. So you can translate. Rachel asked. Well, no, I mean, I know maybe 50 words, but it's easy to figure out what he's saying. He's saying Jake is a monkey spirit. Espirito macaco. So did they see us morph, I said. Yes, Espirito macaco, I said. He was, I am the monkey spirit. So he tells them that they're the monkey spirits. Yeah, he he pulls an Indiana Jones C-3PO of like, no, I am your god. Yes, (laughs) and he he points at Axe and goes, ma, diablo. So I guess he's calling Axe a devil. <laughs> and then, like, okay, listen, if you if you do live in California, like you know the word Diablo, come on. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> then the guy draws he, he draws like the Hork Bajur in the sand. <laughs> yeah, he draws Hork Bajur and Jake stomps on it. <laughs> he says, Diablo, monstro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one burrito por favoro. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> Jake stomps on the Horkwajur, and they both laugh and are happy about that. <laughs> yes, definitely. Ma Diablo, monstro. <laughs> so, like, but that's... Uh, it's, uh, I, I, you want, know, like, we should, this is why we need to have more guests. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if I knew that this book was what it was, like, we should get somebody <laughs> that knows Spanish. Or, I like, has some sort of, like, stronger feeling than, like, I bet you this is racist. <laughs> I think as two white guys, we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, like, as two white guys, I, I'm i hypersensitive to when a racism happens. <laughs> yeah, because we're typically doing it. Well, I mean, like, you know, we got to, like, we got to be vigilant of when are we doing a racism. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely very conscious. Right. Conscious of not doing a racism. Conscious of, of like, because, yeah, we're white. We're in Oregon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, there are bad habits that we need to be on the lookout for. Yes. So. And we need to call it out in other white people. Yeah, exactly. We have to. Right. Because. Whatever, other white people aren't doing it. <laughs> no, they're just sitting back, cashing their $1,200 and voting for Trump. Right. Not so, us. Not, not these folks. Although I would take a bug chip to Trump. Yes, I would fly my he would bug get chip into to it. Mr. <laughs> President. <laughs> he would get into it like those trucks he gets into occasionally. <laughs> Very nasty flight. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so if you have a strong opinion about this book, Send us a voicemail message. Yeah. Get, get us like a little clip and then we'll put it in the next show. It'll be great. Yeah. Do, do whatever you want. Although really. these, these are on a delay. So probably like <laughs> five episodes. We'll get a now. bunch of voicemails <laughs> in Spanish. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Delete. Delete. It's fine. Um, But like it set off my like white guilt. Yes. Racism. It set off the racism alarm. Yeah. We had to tap the, we had to tap the sign. No racism in Animorphs. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the tribe run off. They know that the Horkbajur are the Diablos. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so the gang is just like, okay, we need to we need to get to that bookshop. We need to 
steal it and figure out the situation. Um, but they're just exhausted. They're yeah. beat. They um, even, oh. even Tobias is tired. <laughs> even oh, we we've also forgot to address the leader of the tribe is named Polo. Yes, Polo. Uh, definitely, <laughs> it's not two L's for any other Spanish. No, it's not Pollo. It's not Pollo. It's Polo. It's Polo. Like the shirt. Maybe maybe that's a common Portuguese name. I don't know. We don't have enough context here, but it feels wrong. Yes. That's all we can say. Yes. Um, but anyways, they're beat. They're tired. Um, even Tobias is kind of like lazily flying around. <laughs> yeah. Because kinda, kinda, he hasn't eaten. Like no, that, That's the he's... thing that I'm glad Jake has recognized that like Tobias has a different metabolism. Yes. <laughs> because it's better than him like feeding them potatoes. <laughs> yeah. And Jake's response is take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Which so he takes what? a nap and he's just like... He has actually a nice vulnerable moment. This is the one nice thing that Jake does. Yeah, that's is true. Is that he's so tired and he like leans on Cassie for a little bit. It's like Cassie, I I, I can't do this leader thing anymore. I'm so tired. <laughs> and she just says, Jake, just just rest. Just yeah, take take a rest for a second. Yeah, take an e champ. <laughs> yeah, and and so they do that. Uh, even though they're coming up on time, they realize that like, hey, listen, we need rest. We need a breather. Yeah, we've been up for a day. We need to sleep. We've morphed like 200 times. Right. Blah 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 blah. And so, then, so Jake so, wakes up in the black of night. Looking over him is Jaguar. A Jaguar. I can feel the breath of my face. Jaguar. <laughs> the big Rawr. cat sucked its nose closer to me, trying to decide who I was and what I was doing in its forest. I might have wet my pants right there from sheer terror. So Jake's a piss boy. Yeah. I was going to live or die, depending on what the jaguar decided. Was I food or was I not? The cat was hungry, and if I smelled like prey, it would sink its massive yellow fangs into my neck. It would be all over in a second. So should we go to jaguar facts? I want to, more, I want to know more about jaguars. Well, I, then I'm here for you. I know that they're important in South America. <laughs> yes, they are. All right. Also, so, I know go jags. Go jags. Yeah, go birds. <laughs> What? That's I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, we're not a lot of sports guys. <laughs> yeah, go Jags. I, they're a sport, right? <laughs> yeah, Jags are a sport. Jag actually has to do with the Navy. Justice against Justice Attorney Group Jags. Oh. <laughs> so Jaguars. Yes. The sciency name is Panthera Onca. So the Panthers. Yes. Well, yeah. So we got our Panther boy here. We why, got. Why even call them Jaguars? That's why. So. <clears throat> the name Jaguar mm-hmm. comes from the word Yaguar. Do you know what Yaguar means? Um, I don't know, but I kind of like it. He who kills with one leap. Ooh. So, <laughs> no two leaps for Jaguars. No, Jaguars are 120 to 210 pounds between 2.1 and 2.5 feet tall. I could squat a Jaguar. So, no. <laughs> I, I mean, you could squat the Jaguar. I could squat a so, Jaguar. Jaguars are the third largest cat in the world. Okay, so behind tigers and lions? Yes. Okay. So behind tigers and lions, they have the strongest bite of every large cat. So if we were having a biting contest... (laughs) The jaguars (laughs) win. Really? So do you know how jaguars kill? They bite. (laughs) But do you know how? Uh, On the neck. So most big cats will go and rip out the neck. Yeah. Jaguars bite is so strong that they go for the base of the skull they can bite through the back of the skull paralyze and kill their prey in one bite what and then drag them into the forest and why eat them. even bother with the skull why not go for the neck that seems like the nice juicier part well if 
the jaguar gets so jaguars can kill prey that's larger than it okay. but if it's behind it and it bites the base of the skull it completely debilitates the prey and they just drop and kill them and eat them if they're going up a, up against a bigger prey, the prey could fight back and hurt them. I, I yeah, that makes sense. Like so, because like if you were to, if I were to say like sever my spinal cord, you're could, done, brother. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean like in theory, I could like if I was a, a dumb alligator or something, I could like bite back. Yes, accidentally. Yes, but if you crush my brain, you're gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm you're gone. gone. So <laughs> that's how strong their fucking bite is. The, and jaguars will eat. Anything they can find. Much like normal cats. Yes. Because last time, remember, we talked about cats eating spiders. Yes. <laughs> they will eat capybaras. They no. will eat... They, I their, love capybaras. Their bites are so strong, they can crack open turtle shells <laughs> to get to the delicious turtle meat inside. But, I mean, like, listen, we all love a good turtle every now and then, but like... <laughs> so... That's a, that's a hard bite. They'll kill caimans, which are those little yeah. mini crocodile alligators, whatever they are. Yeah, they have like long snoots, right? Yes. Yeah. So I showed you that video earlier. Yes. If, if you look up jaguar versus caiman, you'll see a video of a jaguar swimming towards a plant. It lunges at the plant, comes out of the water with a full-grown fucking crocodile, kills it, and drags it into the woods. But the crocodile fights back? It tries. The jaguar's better. <laughs> so jaguars are like the only big cat or small cat that's not afraid of the water. They're really deadly and powerful and enjoy the water. Good. I, I like the water too. I mean, it's jaguars so the, are getting along. It's fine jaguars now. are fucking dope. So <laughs> they're great swimmers. They can roar, but they can't purr because they don't have a. <laughs> they, they don't have that kind of motion. It's no, like they, they don't have killer. a. They don't have a bone in their throat that lets them purr, so they can make different roars. They don't have the friendliness bone that no. makes them purr. They just get angry. <laughs> so, do you want to hear about how they fuck? Uh, probably not by purring. So jaguars. When it's time to make babies, yeah. we'll fuck up to a hundred times a day. Hell yeah! <laughs> and females will growl during fucking. Hell yeah! While the males will lick and gently nip the back of their neck, which <laughs> I've done that move. Yeah. So a hundred times is a lot. Yeah. Uh, How much junk do they have to like spread around? Like they they are ready to go. They can't complete a hundred times. I mean. Yeah, they must. If it's a hundred times, yeah, they. Is must. it just like a little bit? It's just like a little. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, this one. I imagine. I imagine it's animals, so it's probably very fast yeah. and very just functional. It's not like us where we take our time with it. Or other species have sex for fun. It's not just us. Who bonobos? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really like it. <laughs> but it, this is not the this is not the bonobo. Uh, book though this is a jaguar book even though it's the same area okay. yes so uh, do they eat monkeys yes they do eat monkeys no yep they do oh no they they'll eat anything monkeys are definitely on the list so <laughs> there's a hundred day gestation they have litters of about two to four cubs and as soon as the cubs are born the male pieces out, leaves it all to the female. <laughs> just go they, don't, some, they don't mate yeah. for life. The male is just like... Goes out for some you know jaguar what? cigarettes. Yeah, I'll catch y'all later. <laughs> I don't need any of this right now. Yeah. Look, I'm not trying to get anything too serious. I'm going to go. That's, <laughs> that's what they do. But much like jaguar owners. Yes. Uh, they just, they don't, can't commit. Nope. So jaguars are also known as melanistic, which means they typically overproduce melanin, melanin, which means they're darker than other cats. 
Yeah, so, the, like, this, this is the one thing. If you ask me, what do you know about Jaguars? I'd be like, they start out speckled and then they turn black. Yes. Some of them, like the Black Panther is technically a Jaguar. Okay. Can be. But they typically have darker rosettes. Rosettes yeah. is their pattern. And then they have a right to arm themselves. Yes. <laughs> the Black Panthers, you have a right. Yes. Yeah. You're correct. So these their patterns, the way you can tell them apart from leopards, is that the rosettes, their pattern, has little black dots in them. That's how oh. you know it's a jaguar versus a leopard. Oh. So do you want to hear about El Jefe? Uh, it's just a, a big boss jaguar. <laughs> yes, it Hell is. Yeah. So I'm gonna, yeah, I want to hear about El Jefe. I'm gonna tell you about El Jefe. So El Jefe is a Mexican jaguar. Okay. And it was I'm with not, you so far. It was not caught on tape. They know he's a very big jaguar. Right, so they have no fo- photographic evidence. Oh no, they have photographic evidence of El Jefe, but they only have circumstantial in DNA evidence of the most badass thing he's ever done. So this hunter. <laughs> so wait, well, the, 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 so some detectives are running around with like luminol. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a guy who has dogs and he tracks these jaguars for like wildlife preserve whatever. Sure. And the one they know is El Jefe. Okay. And he came upon a fully grown black bear carcass, which, as you know, black bears are fucking big. Yeah, it's, it's a Rachel. Well, Rachel's a grizzly. She's a grizzly, the yeah. biggest one. But black bears are still fucking big. Yes, bigger Way than bigger a jaguar. Way bigger than a jaguar. Yeah. So he looked at the remains, and he noticed that the base of the skull was bashed in with bite marks. And they're like, jaguars don't typically kill bears. What the fuck is this? <laughs> So he was looking around. He found some jaguar shit. <laughs> so he, he doesn't give a fuck. He, He's shitting everywhere. He grabs some of the jaguar shit, and he finds black bear DNA in the jaguar shit. <laughs> so El Jefe took down a black bear. He eats black bears for breakfast, and, and he's very hungry. <laughs> a lot of people who study jaguars say that this was North America versus South America, and South America <laughs> won. Oh, yeah. How dope is El Jefe? Hell, El Jefe is very good. So what do you think of Jaguar facts? Do you think they're cool? I would say that Jaguars are very good cats. <laughs> they're very good cats. <laughs> the third largest fucking it, badass. You know, if, if we're ranking cats, we go Jaguar. Mm-hmm. Um, we go Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> yeah, he's a very curious cat. Go on. And then Jake. <laughs> Jake is this dumb, dumb tiger morph. Yeah, okay. Either way, I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah, like if we're putting like three of the big cats in an arena, having going to a fight, sounds like Jaguar every time. If the Jaguar can get behind, yeah, they win. Jaguar is always behind. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna nip that neck. <laughs> You're the girl. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be the girl. I'll be the black bear. Or we can both be men. El Jefe versus El Jefe. <laughs> Let's get erotic. No <laughs> <laughs> sex. Uh, yeah, no. Jaguars sound fucking rad. Jaguars um, are pretty rad. I am still very impressed that they just bite skulls. That's that's their crack move. them open like walnuts. The one bite, the back of the head. I bite. Good job, jaguar. That's jaguars are pretty dope. And Jake woke up with one over him. El Jefe is looking at him right now. He's like. <laughs> Could go for a snack right now. I could eat a little Jake. And Jack, uh, Jake does a good move here, which I, yes. I, I kind of like. He's this, just like. This was the smartest move he's done all book. Right. The one good decision is like, um, I need to calm this down. Acquire. Yes. So <laughs> he acquires them. Yeah, because he knows that it calms them down yes. a little bit. So he wakes up all of his friends, 
And he says, we're going to take turns acquiring this Jaguar. They, they do an acquiring chain. Yes. And, and like, uh, and Axe is the last one. Because he's the fastest. Yeah, because he's the fastest right. and not like the one they care about the least. Yeah, we haven't made him expendable yet in this. Mm. We go by order of join the Animorphs. Yeah. <laughs> All of us are the same. Axe is last. <laughs> so, yeah, and it works. The Jaguar bones out. After a very strange night. Yeah, he's like, I was calm there for about 15 minutes. And so they decide, like, okay, we have two hours left to to solve this dumb time crisis. Yes. <laughs> so, so they're like, all right, let's just use this morph. Let's turn into Jaguars and, and go to the bug ship. Yeah, and they have a great time with the Jaguar. It's like... Well, because it's it's the dead of night in the jungle where there's no, like, light pollution. So yes. they can't see shit. No. Uh, it, Tobias is having a hard time even flying around. Yes. Because he's just like, I'm flying in the dark. I don't have great night vision, guys. Right. But the Jaguar can see everything. Right. And it's... They they feel strong. They feel stealthy. They feel they sexy. Sit. They feel like they could just go for some skulls right now. Yes, they're feeling good. They're feeling really good. <laughs> so <laughs> they they head for the ships. Yep, they, they they go to the ships. They get there. They see that it's covered by Horkpajur. Well, not that many. Less than they thought. Yeah, like ten. I think yeah. there's like they said like thirty or some odd. It was a smaller number than earlier. So like okay, so it's lightly guarded, but like let's actually do the thing that we haven't been doing. Let's actually. Hang back, make a plan, figure out a way to infiltrate yes. this base. So Cassie says, something's been bothering me. Why is Jake the only one who had those flashes? We all exist in both places at once, right? So why is he the only one who had jungle hallucinations? The question hit me like a sledgehammer. Of course, it made no sense. I should have seen it. Should have, should have, should have. There were too many should haves. Axe, I remembered asking him if there was some other way to get back. I remembered the way he avoided answering. Axe, what do you know we're not... That you're not saying. What do I know? He answered evasively. What do you know or guess? Prince Jake, as I said, I know very little about Serio Rips. I was preoccupied Axe, by Axe, the- you call me your prince. Fine, I'm your prince. So answer my question. Prince Jake, it's possible that you... I mean, it's possible that you're the only real person here. The rest of us may only just be a memory. I felt a chill. What are you talking about? We may not actually be here. Not really. I mean, yes, we're here in one timeline, but that timeline was later erased. Erased? Who erased this timeline? You, Prince Jake. It's possible that you will escape from this timeline. You may go back alone and alter everything so that none of this ever really happens. Is it just me, or is this truly insane? Marco asks. When I was reading this, I, I was like, what the, what the fuck? Stop it. Yeah, it's Stop doing time bullshit. They they You're delve, bad at it. They delve deep into this time shit and that's when Tobias says uh Visser 3 in the blade ship, that's a holograph. I just saw it flicker. And that's when Visser 3 springs his trap. Yep. <laughs> 5 cats and a bird. This will be too easy. <laughs> And there's a three rules again. Like he rules. He got them. This is a good trap. Yes. Like he puts it together so well. Yes. So they take off and that's when they start getting grabbed by vines. Visser three is turned into a Lurdathak, which apparently is a big vine monster. Yeah, I, I like I'm, a, I'm with it. This yeah, is, it's fine. This is good animorphs, right? Yeah. This good is animorphs a- is when a Lurdathak comes up and it's a big vine monster and it's grabbing and like bandits. Yes. And so. I mean, let's just get expedient. He grabs all of them. 
He grabs all of them, puts them in his he eats them. Craw. Yeah, he eats everyone but Jake. Doesn't kill them. He keeps them in his mouth. Yeah, he says, <laughs> he says, I'm going to stop from digesting you until I decide what to do. And like this plan, this trap is so well thought out because he's like, they know that it's a time rift. Yeah. So they have to come back here in order to recreate mm-hmm. it. So they're going to be in the surrounding area mm-hmm. making a plan because they do that all the time. Yep. <laughs> Visser so, 3 knows. So, so I'm just going to put a little hologram here, hide behind him, and then jump him. Yep. And it's like, flawless plan. Good job, Visser 3. That you is how it. you do a plan. Visser and 3 so did it. He jumped him, put him in his mouth, stuffed him in. He's like, mm, good. Got these anti bandits in my tum-tum. Yeah, this is good. Uh, I like eating birds. This is so good. Oh, but the bird part is the best part, though, because like he eats four and light bandits, except for Jake and Tobias. Mm-hmm. And Tobias, like, well, here, I got to quote this part because it's Please great. Please do. It's great. Jake, it's huge. Tobias yelled down from above. I can't see well, but it's like an octopus with 10,000 tentacles. A slither of tentacles slapped against me, wrapping around my legs. I leaped a split second away from being caught. I ran. What else could I do? I ran. It's swallowing them! Tobias cried. Oh, no, no. It has a mouth. Huge. Help them. I can't. I can't, I cried. The vine tentacles were less numerous now, smaller, weaker. I'm inside something, Rachel said, smothering. Prince Jake, we've been swallowed by the Leatherack. I can't get to you, I yelled. I can't even see you. Claw your way out. Can't, can't move, Cassie moaned. I can't watch this, Tobias yelled. I'm going down. I was reeling from sheer shock and horror. I was running in panic, running flat out. The tentacles no longer surrounded me, but when I paused, panting to look back, I saw it. It was like some gnarled old tree come to life, like Medusa's head alive with snakes. I saw it outlined against the bright lights around the blade ship. It was rising from the ground, growing taller and taller, tentacles like bullwhips, a maze of snake-like arms all surrounding a dark core. Through the tentacles, I could see a wide, drooping, blue-outlined mouth. As I watched, a struggling jaguar was tossed inside, and one thin tentacle reached, whipped, and wrapped around a bird that was diving toward it. Jesus, he got them all. <laughs> hmm, Visser 3 said. Just five little adelites inside of my craw. That leaves one still free, but don't worry. Plenty of time to find you. <laughs> so good. He's so saucy. He's a he's, saucy bitch in this. It's great. And he's like, settle down, my analyte friends. Relax. I won't kill you yet, but you won't morph your way out of this. My Lurdathak morph will hold you tight till I decide your fates. Oh, man. Like, so there are two good moments right here. And, like, this is, to me, this is the best part of the book. This is. For sure. This is Animorphs at its highest because, like, it's Visser 3. Laying down some heavy, good shit. Yes. Loving it. And, like, horrific deaths of all the yes. Animorphs. Just, like, being caught in like in a stomach, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, being smothered by stomach acids. And yes. And just, like, slowly dying. And, like, those are the best parts of the Animorphs. <laughs> For sure, yeah. And uh, and the cherry on top is Jake is just fucking booking it. He's just yeah. like, I, I'm sorry. You're, you're dead. I, I have to leave. <laughs> yeah. And so... What he, he cowards out. He he runs. He absolutely flat out runs, and that's when Polo shows up. Yeah, Polo and and like the uh, native Amazonians come back with like uh, spears, poison dip spears. Yeah. So and they start like throwing. They're throwing out. spears, not really doing anything, any damage. Well, they're hitting the Horkbajur. They're taking a couple. Yeah, of they're hitting the Horkbajur. A little bit of Mister Three. Jake runs away. Morphs human. Decides to morph monkey. Well, he says, like, those vines are like branches. And yeah. Monkeys like branches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very rudimentary Jake thought. But, like, it works, though. Yeah. He, so... he turns into a monkey and starts, like, 
climbing up the Letharak and swinging around on the vines. And he, he gets his action hero little swinging up the snake arms of the Letherdak up, like jumps up in the air. Polo throws a spear up to Jake. Right. Jake grabs it and throws it right into Visser 3's fucking brain. <laughs> you know what this part reminds me of? What? Is, um, did you ever watch the second uh, Jurassic Park? The yes. original Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. Do you remember the scene with the gymnastics girl? Yes. Where she does, like, she finds a, per- the, the- a perfect parallel bar <laughs> yeah. in, like, the ruins of New York. And kicking raptors. And kicks a raptor out a window. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those things, like, the one thing you're good at doing stunts yep. will finally do something useful. <laughs> doing stunts and throwing stuff. <laughs> it says, The spear hit home. It sank into the flesh of the alert attack, delivering the poisons of the rainforest into the deadly alien creature. But I had used up all my luck. A tentacle whipped toward me like a snapped high-tension wire. It wrapped itself around my neck, and he's landing as a falcon on top of the Safeway, or near the Safeway. Yep. Just biffs it on the... the- he- the black top, and he's just like, nice landing, Tobias said. So he went back in time. Yeah, he's... He's back at the moment where they're, like, hanging out by the street making yes. the plan. Yes. Or the lack of plan, I guess. End of story. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, well, so like, they decide not to go through with going into the store. Yeah, he realizes kind of what happened. He's like, yes. oh, I'm back in the present. Yes. I don't quite understand it, but, uh, yeah, we're definitely not going to the same yeah. way. Uh, let's just, let's book it. And so, like, I guess all the Animorphs are just kind of confused because they got summoned down yeah. to the same way. Yeah, and they're like, Jake, are we going? We need to go now. And he just starts giggling. He's I like, oh. I laughed. I'm afraid I flat out giggled. Or what, Rachel? Definitely or what? We are out of here. And he's just, <laughs> but, like, they don't have that context. They don't. He's just like, <laughs> no, we're not going into the Safeway. Bye. Right. And, like, so think about it. Somebody did that to you. <laughs> I'd be so pissed off. It's like. Hey, hey, Tyler, you want to go out to like an Applebee's and get some like, you know, appetizers and have a good time? <laughs> no, we're going home. <laughs> you, Fucking idiot. You called us out here specifically to go to Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go to Applebee's. <laughs> All right. That's thanks. okay. Bye, leader. That's our Jake. <laughs> Cut to next day. He's yeah. talking to Axe. He explains what happened, explains the Sario rip. Axe is like, yeah, I, I think I, I get what you're saying. I wouldn't have believed you otherwise, but um, I really wasn't paying attention in that part of class. I was yeah. too busy thinking about girls and sports. Yeah, <laughs> and he says, I guess the only way you really could have got out of it was by killing yourself. And Jake's like, what? Yeah. I, 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 I died? <laughs> yeah, so they all died. Yeah, and the thing that really drives home how simple... Jake is right but before he just made greedy bad decisions as a leader mm-hmm. this is to me like just strong simple Jake yes is that like Axe tells him that he died in a previous timeline mm-hmm. and his brain snapped back into the present but he died and Jake's like huh yeah <laughs> that's his only thought yeah Not like he doesn't question the meaning of life or this like no oh, like so I can confirm that I have a spirit, like that there's an afterlife. Right. And he, that there's a soul, and like my soul returned to my body. No, he's just like, huh, cool. <laughs> and it's not even that metaphysical stuff. He also doesn't recognize that it was repeat failures of his leadership that got everyone he loved killed and himself killed. Yeah. And, and well, he, he brings that up. He's like, oh man, I made some bad decisions. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> uh, you know, like to access credit, he's like, listen, Prince Jake, sometimes. It, 
my brother told me, Prince Alpha and Gore, rest in peace. Uh, rip. Rip, bro. Yeah, rip to a true king. Um, being a leader's job is to be lucky. Uh, mm. And sometimes it's just luck. And by that definition, I guess Jake is a good leader. Because he gets lucky sometimes. That That's his only skill, is to be lucky when the plot needs him to be lucky. Uh. And in this case, yeah, he got lucky. His His... He got lucky that he died, and it, the time w- fixed itself. The only good plan here was for Jake to be dead. <laughs> and he got lucky That's by the, dying. The moral of Animorphs. He, he, Jake is constantly failing upwards. He, yes. is, he is a mental manager in his soul. Yes. Because he will fuck up constantly, but always come out succeeding. And, and this, it's so frustrating. And this is a great allegory for shitty people that fail upwards and feel like they're doing a good job, even when they know they're doing a bad job. Well, this only reinforces it. This only reinforces the idea to Jake that I'm a good leader. Yeah. I got us out of that situation. Which I suppose, yeah, you did. But not because of any decision made. But because you accidentally got killed <laughs> yeah. by a, a flying monster. Because <laughs> you all got fucking murked. Right. Uh, so... There's a kernel of a good story in here. What's the kernel? What's the, the co- what's the core of the good story here? So the good story here would have been for one the animorphs to die one by one earlier. Okay. That way there's dramatic tension. Yes, you're like there are stakes and you're like holy fuck. Yeah, it's like oh they're not fucking around. And that way, like, even though you know it's a time travel story... And, and you know they're not going to kill a bunch right. of Animorphs because, like, whatever. It's right. a serialized book. We know. But it, there is a way to do this story and tell it where Jake continually fucks up, gets his friends killed, realizes he needs to make better decisions and be a better leader. That's I mean, what this story could have been. It could have been a character study. Yes. Like, but it was not. And, like, all, all the books, except for Jake books... Are always character studies. The characters learn something throughout yes. the book, except for Marco. I think Marco occasionally kind of drops, d- has a harder time learning. He stuff. has a harder time learning, but he also he occasionally gets like kernels yeah. of like things out of his, yes. his character's story. This, but no. like this is no like again our smooth boy. Everything just yeah. ricochets off him. Yeah, like all these lessons that he should be understanding and taking to heart are are just like get filtered out, and the only thing he gets out of it is. I'm a good leader. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, that's the thing. He's he, like, to be a good leader, I just need to be lucky. This book called The Forgotten, you're right. We will forget it. This book is stupid. Jake forgot it? Do you think... <laughs> yeah. Like, no. that's the thing. I, like, I bet you, like, moving forward in these series, is Jake going to think back in that time he got all the animal skill? Probably not. Probably not. He's probably going to think, like, well, it would be cool to be a jaguar right about now. <laughs> yeah. And Axe even says, since you traveled in time, you don't have those morphs anymore. Yeah. So, like, you know... He, he, Jake is like I, my my theory with Jake's place in the Animorphs universe is that he is the reader surrogate. Yeah, he's there to carry along the story, mm-hmm. uh, not to really have any development because it's for up to us, the reader, to project how we would feel in those situations. I feel ripped off. I feel ripped off too because that's not, that's not why adult Nate likes these books. He likes right. the the things that characters learn from them and the growth yep. and that sort of thing. Um, like I'm trying to think like would me as a child. Be, feel so ripped off by no this? Oh. no you wouldn't because okay. me as a child loved these types of books yeah like me as a kid loved megamorphs because you put yourself this in the shit. adventure right? yeah like, you're you're reading an adventure you're like worried about what's gonna happen like oh cool badass time travel kids eat this shit up yeah like you know like oh is he gonna get behind that car oh he didn't yeah radical <laughs> yeah 
But I mean, look at the other books, like the Tobias book, the second Cassie book, yeah. the Rachel books, all of them, they all tell some grander story under the auspice of being schlocky sci-fi. They do both, right? Like, yeah, they, and they, Jake's, they can't figure it out with Jake. They can't. Because there is nothing to Jake. Because like every single every single Animorph has their motivation mm-hmm. for fighting in the war. Yes. Right? Like every single one has like figured out their place in it. Uh, Marco struggles with it the most, I think, because his is the thinnest, yeah. which is protect his family. Right. Jake has nothing. He doesn't even have Tom. Did right. he even think about Tom once in this book, except for like that the short few, the interaction? Few, the interaction with him, but no, Tom is not his motivator. Tom is not his motivator, but like that's the one thing that's kind of given to us as like his yeah. motivator. But like it's bullshit. So like what this book is telling me is that his motivator is to be leader. Yeah, that's his, that's the one reason and, why he's part of the Man Wars is to be leader, and that's a shitty shitty person. And one thing we didn't address when it was happening that I'm now remembering is towards the end. He got pissed off at every other animal for oh. questioning his decision. He Thro- like the right before crisis. right before his nap, he's like, "I fucking hate Tobias for questioning me. Rachel's always questioning me. Marco's up my ass. This fucking bullshit. Le- being a leader is a bullshit thing." Yeah, he's got like bald white man energy. Yeah, like he like you can feel that vein popping on his forehead. Yes, right? which we have seen him. They, they call it. it. They call yeah. it out. Yeah, and so like it's it it would be. Better if that was if Jake was painted as the villain of his own stories, yes, a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it would at least give me something to like kind of clamp onto. Like, yeah, Jake sucks, and we're all on the Jake sucks train. Look at the way he's thinking, he's thinking like a bastard, yeah. And And, like, they kind of do it a little bit with those, like, I'm being a bad leader and getting angry at my friends. Yeah, there's subtext there, but honestly, a kid reads this, they're not going to pick up that subtext. They're going to be just as mad as Jake at the friends for questioning leadership. Mm, you think about that? Like, I, I think like that was the intention there was, was to show a little bit of misplaced anger, anger. Like, cause we know, like we are also friends with the animals. <laughs> right. The reader is friends with Tobias. We are, yeah. And so like when Jake gets angry at Tobias, I think that there's the lead in there of, you shouldn't be angry at Tobias. No. You can't be angry at Tobias. You can't yell at the person who's been most harmed by this war. Yeah, you can't be angry at our, our good bird boy. No, he's like he's our boy. He's our boy, and you got angry at him. So you even, can't sacrifice Axe twice. Right. <laughs> you can't do that to our Axe man. So like, I think that that was intentional. I, I don't think we're reading too much into that. I think that was, this is a book about bad leadership. And, like, I, and making mistakes like that. But it was... It could have been better. It could have been w- yeah more planned out. But I'm I'm on the side of like maybe defending a little bit of Kay Applegate here of saying like I think that was the point. I think the point was to uh, Jake is being a bad leader. Yeah, because later in the books when he's had stuff like this, there's not going to be the everything's fixed by the end because of time travel. Yeah, I mean there may be because they're kids' books, but <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying. I I know that the one spoiler I know is that one of these books involves dinos. <laughs> So, <sighs> there might be no, time travel. Don't, I don't know. No, don't. That's a megamorphs. They barely count. Don't it's think just, about it. Oh, they count. I'm just saying there are deaths. Okay. There are deaths. But the frustration in Jake not learning that lesson is still hanging around. Yeah, and I don't think Jake ever really gets over the whole inability to make a decision, whether it be good or bad. Like, he waits until the exact moment he has to say, uh, I go. And there's no strength in leaving yourself to the only option that's left. Any choice is better than no choice when you have time to make a choice, I would say. Yeah. 
What do you think? You think this is the worst one we've read so far? This is the worst Animorphs book. So far. So far. Um, it's It was between this and Megamorphs. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> like... But ultimately, I, I landed on this one because, at least with Megamorphs, I had the escape of... Other characters? Well, I had the escape of, hey, this isn't uh, really part of the mainline mm-hmm. Animorphs. Like, it's a, it's a side story... It's schlocky and dumb. It's it's a you know it's a soap opera where somebody gets mm-hmm. amnesia, so I could kind of write it off in my brain, and yeah. it's like, huh, that was stupid. <laughs> and I killed the monster by dropping a whale on it, <laughs> yeah. which was fun. Which yeah, um, it's fine. Like, like this book committed the crime of some of being boring. Yeah, it's it and, committed and, the crime of being a surface level adventure story. Right, and and that is kind of the thing that like that that's not interesting. That's not a good book. Mm-mm. Um, the racism also just like it was real. It, it, it soured yeah. my taste of it. Espirito Macaca. Yeah, and like you know, uh, when those things kind of crop up in other places, I'm just like, eh, shake my head. But you know, like let's just move on. Yeah, you, you made a whoopsie. Um, but this one was a big whoopsie. It was a very big whoopsie. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, um, we'll keep on going. But I, I hope that this doesn't happen again. It's okay, I mean okay. the next book is a Rachel book, so it's gonna be no and 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 honestly, there is an escape for the racism too because the one the one thing that I like from here from Cassie was that like kind of like they're humans, come on, yeah, they're uh, humans, and th- I mean the Ca- mess we got a few really good messages early on when Jake was saying when you work, you don't have time to worry. Yeah. That's good. The whole life has value, even if that life is dangerous. That was a good message. Even though it was like simplistic and also racism in its own way. (laughs) Yes. Xenophobic. Yes. But I think teaching children that all life has value is a really good message. Sure. And that's... I bet you that it's handled better in other books. (laughs) I mean, it has been handled in other books. Yeah. The first Cassie book where where she's like, we have to save this planet because life here is beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, they wasted time travel. They did. That, that, that's up there with also like crimes of like, you pulled out the time travel card and all he did was just, eh, it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like you that, got lucky, son. <laughs> this book doesn't progress the story at fucking all. Nope. We could have not read this book and been totally fine. Yeah. No, nothing happened because it was all in an alternate timeline. Yep. So who, who cares? Who cares? The forgotten. Who cares? Yeah. Who right. care? This, this podcast is in a different timeline. Just pretend it's part of the dark yeah, timeline. Yeah, just pretend this one doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. Is it like, if, if, you're re- if you ever recommended this podcast to anyone, thank you. Yeah. You don't need to listen to this one. 11. Yeah, you can skip it. You can skip it. We'll put that in the episode description. You can skip this one. <laughs> you, can, you can skip this one. We're just going to be talking about bullshit. We'll even call it, you can skip this one. <laughs> No, we can't do that. You can skip this one. It's this one? You can miss me with it. It has its value because I taught people about Jaguars and El Jefe. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Jaguars are cool. Um, I like monkeys. Yeah. I like... I, I like... I like smaller, like kind of like you know, spider monkeys and capuchin monkeys. I like all monkeys. Howler monkeys, they're loud bastards, but they're cool. Yeah, I've got a capuchin monkey tattoo right here. Yeah, you do. It's fine. It's great. Should we we close this bitch down? Yeah. How do you want? How do you want to even close this? Yeah, forget it. I hope the next one's better. Yeah. But it might not be. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it.